were bad, but now they're okay. Only me or my, you're the apple of my eye, girl. I never loved one like you. Found you hiding here, so won't you take my hand, darling? There's nothing that can stop you from becoming popular, Lar. waiting for maybe i don't know i have no idea but we are doing the wedding scripts and i have a lot to say about this and these poor ladies are gonna have to listen to me rant for two hours so i will let them introduce themselves hi i am rb first of her name not watcher of episodes and reader of scripts uh yeah i really should have prepared better for this so this is what you get and I'm Kitty, and I'm Slayer Kitty on Tumblr, and there's no way I can follow that, so I'm just going to be <laughs> over here. I should just make you do your introductions last. My God. Um, so, <laughs> it's not doing... like this is unusual. Y'all know what I'm doing. Y'all know what I'm coming up with. So, the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway from the script is that... It was they half threw it out and then just they made it up as they went along. <laughs> they threw it, which is script. not different from um, how they did most of the stuff. I mean, oh come on, God. a lot, uh, you know, of, a lot done, of these scripts are cluster whoopsies. We've done a lot of scripts at this point, and you know, there's a lot of stuff where, like, okay, that's you know, I'm glad they changed it, or a lot of things that are like, okay, this is just the same, but they've ad libbed here. But this script is truly just insane. So, um, jumping is, right in. Oh, God. So, I mean, even, like, literally from the first scene, so much of it was either cut, changed, or I don't even know what to say about oh. it. Yeah, we're going to get into it. We're going to totally dig into this. Um, the first thing I want to note, though, is on this front page, which is, you know, nicely signed by Chris Colfer and Darren Chris. Thanks, guys. Um, 
that let me let's let's talk about the revisions here okay um there's a blue revision pink revision yellow revision green revision goldenrod revision and second blue revision most of them done within like a couple days of each other <laughs> now the one we have i think is the goldenrod edition because um the, it's goldenrod um it, it printed that way yeah it looks goldenrod. well but if you look at the date on the Production draft. It says production draft November seventeenth, which yeah, means that there were a bunch this of is yellow. This might be the yellow, even though it looks goldenrod. Well, the yellow was done on the nineteenth. So, oh, what? Well, the, the this is dated draft. before all of the revisions. No, that's that's just the first revision <laughs> of the list. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Smart. We got it. Oh my god. Yeah. So the, the production draft is the first script. Okay. Oh, okay. Cause, yeah, because if you go down to the next page, it says 11, yeah. 24, 14. So this is yeah. the this is the green revision. Yeah. This is yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what it's color it's the um, beige color on the cover. <laughs> So this was written by Ross Maxwell and directed by Brad, Brad Beaker. Brad Beaker is actually notable. He's done a lot of the big Clane episodes. Um, so he's no, like, he knows this couple. He knows the, the story. Um, it, this was definitely, this had to have been a double episode that they caught so much out of. Um, so at the next page, um, there is, well, there's the cast list. We don't need to go through that. There on the page of there's a location list and something already omitted in this. Um, yeah, this, this is all dated 1118. So this is the, I don't know. I'm not so um, different pages have different yeah. dates. Yeah. Oh, yeah different different pages are from revisions. different revisions. Oh my God. Okay. Oh, like this thing is a hot, mess it's even a hotter <laughs> mess than i thought it was okay so there's an omitted scene from the locker room is omitted scene i'm like what the hell happened in the locker room that they had to omit it i mean oh <laughs> man someone was naked okay. in the shower and then um, there's i, f- I kind of feel like that's <laughs> but it's not who you want them to bang it's not who oh they wanted God. to bang well, that brings the, um, the song list isn't direction to the beast and shoot thing I threw out there earlier, doesn't it? Oh my god! Um, <laughs> so the song list hasn't changed any. Um, these are—I don't know if they're the most inspired song choices. I, I, I can understand why they picked them. Um, like at last was something that they've been wanting to do with Clayne for a long time. Hey ya is actually a play on the real person ship of Heather Morris and Naya Rivera. Their shipper name is Hey ya. Um, I'm so excited. I, I don't have That's a the Gloria Estefan thing. Oh, it's her okay, song. That That's why she was on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then our day will come because this whole thing is about gay rights, and that's what this is about. Um, so let's jump in here. Okay, so we open with the first scene, and um, the first thing that I noticed, um, we don't need to read all of this. Um, well, first thing overall, and we're not going to get into the tiny little details, but, um, something I noticed within is that unlike a lot of the other scripts where maybe, you know, Chris Colfer was changing his lines, but everybody else pretty much said verbatim. I noticed a lot of people, they were being really, really loose with the the script. So there's a lot of like 
switched up dialogue, a lot of things that are phrased a little differently. A lot of them, those we're not going to go into because it's literally like every line is different. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, comparatively, if you go back and listen to our other script stuff, we were like always amazed that, oh, wow, this is exactly like it is. But um, with this one, they were very loose with the reading of the lines and they kind of just said whatever the closest thing was to the actual original line. Um, however, that is until you get to uh, Brittany's mother and she has a long, long, long speech. Um, and then the whole end of the scene is cut out. So let's read this little bit. So I'm going to need Whitney Pierce and Santana and Maribel, which is, um, which is Santana's, Santana's mom, which mom. is Gloria's. Oh, I want to be Whitney. I want to okay. be Whitney. You get to be Whitney. <laughs> and I'll be Santana and and Katie, you be I'll Maribel, be okay? her mother. Okay. Okay. So, so go ahead and with the, that's right is where we're going to start here. <laughs> that's right. I was three months past my due date, but your father had his heart set on a trip to Amish country. So after a long day of shopping for handcrafted Amish electric fireplaces, there was no room at the Holiday Inn and your father kept getting more and more lost. And I was having horrible indigestion from all the apple butter. So I told your father to pull over and I ran to this barn and dropped trow and Brittany popped out. Turns out I was in labor. There was a cow in here that helped lick you clean and I swallowed you in a Mr. Submarine wrapper and brought you back to the car. Your father was so surprised. <laughs> that story is insane. <laughs> well, I couldn't be happier. My two favorite moms and future BFFs together at last. And I think this is absolutely the perfect place to get married. I can't say a barn would have been my first choice. I was picturing a wedding venue with a little more glamour and a little less potential hoof and mouth disease. I read somewhere that barn chic is the new hot air balloon chic. That's not a sheet, but this could be fun. Throw a couple of chandeliers at it, some silk, and a lot of wine. I can work with this. Well, the best news is you don't have to work with it or worry about a single detail, Maribel. You just show up looking gorgeous. Done! <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. When Basically, well, first of all, in her speech, she actually goes into a little bit more graphics with the, the labor stuff, which is weird in the show. Um, but for the most part, all of this is like simmered down to the Marable saying, I can work with this. That's it. And she doesn't do anything because like Artie's technically the wedding planner. And what Artie doesn't even do anything, Kurt does it all. So I don't even, this scene is I mean, so pointless. You, you <laughs> mean you don't really like is, the story where, where Brittany is basically Christ? <laughs> yeah, not loving that. Well, okay. and, uh, here's the other thing. So the line, the line where the, she says that story is insane in the script here, it's supposed to be both Maribel and Artie that say that. Yeah. But in the show, she's the only one who says it. Yeah, that's true too. I don't know. Um, so kind of going off of that, we do get the a montage of people working, and that's in there. Um, and then the the script literally says Kurt is the foreman for some reason. They're like, let's throw out everything we were just talking about in that first scene and do this instead. By a bear. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so before we get into this, there's going to be this is my this is one of my huge sticking points about this whole script and this whole thing that this particular scene is in here for a reason. It is to give Kurt this whole like hey, look, we're doing the wedding, and isn't this romantic? And hey, look, you could have had this, and you don't have this anymore. And, and hey, oh by the way, my dad's going to marry you. 
Yeah, it's it's the catalyst for Kurt running back and and making up with Blaine and deciding to be with him romantically. It is the catalyst. They cut the catalyst, and now the freaking thing doesn't make any sense. But I digress. Let's let's get into the script a little bit, and then I can rant more when it actually gets to the point. Where <laughs> cut stuff out. Um, there's one line where Tina is uh, this actually, and this also like makes sense to me. Okay, so Kurt says you volunteered to help out, and Tina's line that was cut is. I thought I was gonna. I, I thought I was going to pick out silverware or help with seating chart, and then it goes into her line as if it was in the in the show where it's. I didn't think I was gonna get stuck doing heavy manual labor. Otherwise, I wouldn't have worn heels. Like a lot of the stuff, I realize again is all gonna be cut for time because they needed time. But it makes more. Everything in the script makes more sense when you see the whole version. So anyway, Tina was thinking that she was going to, you know, pick out silverware and she dressed accordingly. And that is why she's wearing heels to this stupid thing. Not because she's just randomly weird. <laughs> that makes sense. So, okay. So um, the part that we are going to read in full, though, is the part with Kurt and Brittany on the next page. Um, so, um, RB, who would you like to be? Kurt noses something. Y- yeah. Yeah, okay. Yes. I'd like to be Brittany. You want like to be Brittany? I'd like to be Brittany. All right. I'm going to do Kurt, if that's okay, Kitty. Do you want to read stage that's directions? Wrong. Sure, They're I weird. will I read the stage directions. That's Thank you. Perfectly okay. Okay. So go ahead and Kurt notices something. Okay. Kurt notices something. Brittany sits over to the side, despondent. He goes to her. What's going on? I'm freaking out. I'm in total panic mode. I don't think this barn is structurally sound, and I'm worried it's going to collapse and kill everybody. Britt, I think you've just got some pre-wedding jitters. But we still haven't done our final fittings, and I just got a telegram from Martina Navratilova saying she can't be our officiant, mostly because she's never done it before and she doesn't know either of us. Okay, well, I'm here to help, but first you have to trust me when I tell you that everything is going to be fine. It's okay to be anxious before your wedding. You just have to try to relax and enjoy what is going to be the best day of your life, because... You and Santana are perfect together. How did you cope with all your wedding planning? Not very well, I guess, because we never actually went through with it. Remember? Right. Sorry. I find it really hard to track your relationship. Well, then, is it painful to watch Santana's and my romance come to a perfect storybook conclusion while your relationship with Blaine is still so painful and fraught and there's no prospect of getting back together? Is it going to be weird being at the wedding with your new boyfriend who's old and looking over and seeing Blaine and thinking about what could have been? Look, this isn't about me. Let's try and stick to the problems at hand. Like the problem of dating someone older than your dad? That's it. I know who can officiate your wedding. It'll be perfect. Who? Bert. Who? Bert Hummel. I don't know who that is. My dad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Sam, and Sam does have an ad lib line that says it's a dead. <laughs> um, so <laughs> the thing is, there's a lot like they changed Kurt's line of, you know, I didn't plan or I didn't handle my wedding very well. 
Um, they, the whole thing with Brittany that was cut that I think is one of the most important things is that, I mean, it's not, it, it's a very awkwardly written thing, but it says, well, then isn't it painful to watch Santana and Myers romance come to a perfect story conclusion, blah, blah, blah. She brings up Blaine. She brings up about how they were going to get married and all of it kind of goes to, Hey, this should be your wedding. You know, this should be you guys doing this, but you're not. And that is kind of where it's a point where Kirk can say, shit. Yeah. I really did fuck this up. I need to like fix this, but no, they cut it. (laughs) (laughs) We're not bitter about that. We're saying that a lot in this episode. Yeah, we are. I mean, there is a little bit of like additional, like um, in the, in the episode, Brittany's a little bit bridezilla a little bit longer. Um, but all in, uh, you know, and the, it just, it's frustrating because this scene, if they had, and, and this is why I'm more frustrated because Brad Beaker is a director who knows this couple and, and does this couple. And I'm wondering if it's just the editors or the network or somebody, because this whole scene could have worked as this catalyst that would have propelled the story to its logical conclusion. Instead, we don't have it. We yeah, just but if have- they got the instruction from on high that they need to make a double episode into a single, something has to go. Right. But why cut the... Yeah. Well, anyway. Well, and so. and so... And also with this script, and, and we're not there yet, but reading the script, it wasn't until we get to the scene where Kurt is, you know, running. Yeah. There was so much debate at the time. Is that a flashback or the future? Flashback yeah. or the future? And it's we a flash forward. And I'm just like, uh... No, is it? I don't, it says flash forward on it. Oh, my God. When we get there, we'll have... Oh yeah, we're going to have a discussion. Oh, my God. I that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So, anyway, um, Sam does, like I said earlier, Sam does ad-lib his line. There's a couple of fun ad-libs that, they, that are in the, the, the actual episode that I think are cute. Um, Honestly, you can, I don't know if it's because they were filming on location or if they were just really pumped that this was going to be like this really fun sort of upbeat episode or if they just said, screw it. If you guys throw something good in there, we'll just use it because it's the middle of season six and we don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, that's the other thing I kind of feel about this. That's, I think that's why the like the adhesion to the script is not as tight as it usually is because it's kind of like. Whatever, you set the skirt line close enough, we don't really care. It has the same meaning. Um, and usually, as usual, uh, the scripts, the, the writers, these professional writers who are getting thousands of dollars to write this stuff, um, their their sentence structures are so awkward. And there's, you know, I, I didn't notice any misspellings in this one, but, you know, we all remember, what was it, sequins? Um, oh yeah, the sequins. <laughs> the sequins. Like there's there's so many mistakes that you know I, I get that you're never gonna see it, but it's still kind of embarrassing. You are a professional writer. Come on. <laughs> and it's a very yeah, but just because they should write have you, they someone spell. proofread. Yeah. That's the, what the spell check is for. <laughs> but the sentence structure being so awkward that the, like the 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 lines, you know, they I will give Glee credit where they make the lines more organic and more natural because a lot of times what they say is just so awkward in the script and I'm glad that they make it less awkward. So, all right. So the next thing we get is another cut scene. (laughs) Um, So, okay. We've got, we're going to have to double up. Um, 
We've got Santana, Brittany, Tina, Mercedes, and Rachel. Um, I guess I'll be Tina. Okay. Brittany! All right. Um, I will be Santana and Mercedes. And who wants to be Rachel? I'll be Rachel. Okay. Yay, I only have one one line. (laughs) Which means you get to do stage directions. Awesome. Yes. All right, go ahead. Internal bridal shop. Go ahead. Internal bridal shop. Yay. Sheer Lima elegance. Santana and Brittany with their bridesmaids, Rachel, Mercedes, and Tina. Yeah, Santana. Whoever thought choosing a wedding dress would... Oh, gosh. Whoever thought choosing a wedding dress would be so hard. Me. Our dresses need to be perfect, like our perfect love for each other. And guess what, America? We're staying married forever. I think you will. As Mercedes, I know you will. As God is my witness, you're the perfect couple. And the first of us to get married. I'm so happy for you, and I'm so glad we could all be here for this. Everyone looks at each other. An emotional moment. Tina's face floods with tears. Damn it, I forgot my tissues. Mercedes hands her one. Santana takes charge. Okay, so this next part's actually in the in the thing. Um, I can see why they cut this though. This is ridiculous. This is so schmoopy. It's just sickening, and I can't it's, imagine. <laughs> it's a little much. Although Tina cries, and and that's kind of what Tina does. Which I can't imagine. It's a whole other discussion, but oh my god, I do like Britney's like, and we're getting married forever. <laughs> Guess what, America? Forever. It's forever. So you uh, take that and, and you like it. You that's have no funny. Choice. But this is—it's too shabby. I'm disappointed. Dig at somebody, but I can't figure out who that was right. directed to. Because uh, I don't know the people who don't want Gates to get married. Maybe I don't mm-hmm. know. It's. Yeah, this scene can be on the stay on the cutting floor. That's fine. Um, okay, then this next part, and this is what I also I don't really fully understand. But there's this whole montage about the gowns, and it's fine. And it's but why are they not singing the song themselves? Why are they doing like it's just too? It's Michael Blueblades. It's a beautiful day. Which was and, the suggestion in here? Yeah, it says something like that, and then that's what they ended up using. Well, then they got the rights. Yeah. Lo- the bridal party ad libbed their reaction. So you guys can do whatever you want. We're not going to write it. <laughs> yeah. Oh we don't God. care. Um, on the next page, there's a little bit of kind. I'll just read it. Um, Rachel says, Brittany, I don't know if you, I don't know how it's possible. You've never looked lovelier. Tina says, if you don't get it, I'm going to marry the first guy I see so I can have it. Brittany says, I love it too. This is the one. That's just yeah, whatever. This is random weird stuff. Some of this is in there. Yeah, the rest of it's in there. Her saying, I love it too, this is the one, and I know that, I think Tina says it's absolutely stunning, but Rachel's line is cut. No, Rachel and Tina's line are cut. Yeah, I've read the stuff that's cut. I literally went through this script and wrote everything, like, wrote every line that's cut. I'm like, cut, 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 yeah. Did your hand cramp? Uh. So this scene is definitely cut down. I that makes sense. I, the, the other thing that okay, just and I, I know that at, at the time of you guys listening to this, you've already heard me rant about the stuff on the wedding episode. But um, 
like all of this stuff wasn't necessary when you could have spent some time making a more logical, you know, conclusion to the clean story, or you could just do something that's, you know, this is stuff that feels well, like. And here's the thing. It's like they spent so much time on this. Yeah. It's the day before their wedding and they're picking out their dresses, which yeah. is, look, this is also ridiculous. The, this is also the same set of folks who didn't make a set list for their competition that they had known about for months until the day of. Yeah. They spent well, all they their time learning, yet. learning about love or about mashups or about whatever the dumbass theme of the week because Shu can't organize himself to save his life. And so then you get to there. It's like, oh, shit, we should do original songs. We should write them right now. Yeah. I mean, like I the, said, all they of the, written them yet. <laughs> of all of the wedding pre-wedding stuff that they do, which is not very much, I don't well, know why. Like finding the dresses was something that they felt they need. Well, I guess it sets up the whole plot line where they see each other in the dress and it's and a it, thing. It, but it's bad luck. But the thing with that is that Brittany says we haven't even had our final fittings yet, or she was going to at some point. I don't know if that was one of the things that got cut, and it's like. It's not a final fitting if you're picking out your gown. No, it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, I mean, you can tell it's a bunch of men writing the script. It's oh more my like... God. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I I, oh. I realized that, like, I don't know anything about the dude who wrote this, but surely at least one of the men on the writing staff is married to a woman. But and that doesn't matter. Can you talk and knows that you have to have stuff? What? Eight months I'm so sorry. What straight man knows how many fittings it takes for a wedding dress? I can name none of my friends' husbands who would ab- who would know anything about that. Like well, it does not surprise me at all that <laughs> so, some dude would not know that. But here's the thing. Okay, so my brother-in-law is getting married next month. And my husband's going to be in the bridal party. He's sure. already had two fittings for his suit. Two. Sure. And he's just a groomsman. I can't even imagine how many the bride has had. Of course. Yeah. Well. Absolutely. There is no logic in the script whatsoever. So. Well, there's no logic in Glee. So uh, sometimes I don't know why we try. <laughs> but uh, it's. You could have been doing. You could have brought back Cooper. You could have. You know. Anything. Oh, we're going to bring back, back Cooper. That. We're going to come back to the Cooper thing later. We will come back to the Cooper thing later. There's a thing about that. We're going to come back to yep. him. But Our the point is, there's... He is so wonderful. Why did they bring him back? <gasps> they could have Because Matt Bummer is famous and expensive, but... That's true. They could have cut Ugh. this down to both of them coming out and showing off their dresses one at a time. They could and have then done Anna it. sneaking out to see her. Right. Well, they could have cut this whole thing down to the day of... When they accidentally see each other and left more room for actual story that makes more sense. But I mean, and if it was a they double could. episode, I wouldn't have been so irritated. But the fact that they cut out like Kurt actually having his catalyst moment, I'm sorry yeah. that uh, you're going to spend the rest and of my podcast. And they could have podcast. cut this down, but then we wouldn't have gotten the scene with Brittany and the chicken. <laughs> chicken. Let's talk about that. I know. Um, Brittany and the chicken. Like, funny if I had to lose it, I'm okay with that. The part with that, though, the chicken ever. She's actually 
ad-libbed. I know it's all ad-libbed. Like, yes, and everything the, was written. My Britain's- favorite part, I don't know if it's ad-libbed or not. I think they did it a little differently than what's in the script. Is because they just opened the door and put the chicken out in the hallway. Yeah, that's ad-libbed. <laughs> everything with the chicken is ad-libbed. They kept and that all in there. Kitty. Oh, so. it's my favorite thing ever. They just opened the door and put the chicken in the hallway like, well, it's yep. got to fend for itself now. Yep, that's totally... I mean, so Santana takes the chicken, tosses out the door, and closes it. But everything that she does with the chicken is all ad-libbed. So. Yeah, it's just, it's uh, one of those moments that's just like, that's the comedy that I want sometimes. That's stupid, ridiculous, but it makes sort of sense. But then you just totally <laughs> just put it in the hallway and forgot the chicken. In well, the here's some, another thing. It says a huge seating chart on the floor. And I'm like, why would you be having the seating chart? At least it's on the piano in this in the episode. Um, and then, yeah, live chicken is uh, highlighted or like capitalized because you know because <laughs> you need to have a chicken for this scene. Um, yeah, Santana's. There's a line that Santana that's cut from Santana that says, "I never thought you'd be a nervous bride. Um, you want to calm your nerves, and it's just it's just a little line." Um, and then. Um, I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna have to explain this because it took me a good few minutes to understand it myself. Later on, uh, Brittany and Rachel are talking, and she says she, they're talking about the um, seating chart, and she says, "I think Patches should sit with Coach Beast because they're both both confuse me." And Rachel says, "You've invited Patches, Patches, the homeless guy." And Brittany says, "In many ways, he's my best friend." Do you guys have any remembrance of who Patches is? Nope. Isn't he the homeless guy who barks at people when they walk by? Yeah. Do you know what that reference to? It's season one. That happened in season one. <laughs> okay. So the fact that, A, I remembered who he was just tells me that I have no life. <laughs> B. Well, maybe we just played that game too many times. <laughs> maybe. But I just. How would they. I bet the cast is like, what the hell? Patches. Are we supposed to get the patches, Joe? Yeah, I did. I mean, I it took me a few, when it, it wasn't until you and she said you invited Patches, the homeless guy. I literally sat there going, "Who the hell is Patches?" I'm like, "Oh, it must be that guy from way back, like her her one off joke from season one." I mean, uh, I'm not even. I don't remember what episode it's from, but I do remember him being vaguely like he does bark. Right? Is that the thing? Yeah, like, like, I think it people? is. Something yeah. he does something it's weird. It's in the middle of walk by him. somewhere. Yeah, it's yeah. just like so. It is a random throwaway line. And yeah, so why I guess you they think you're, this was this guy even writing for this show? Then no, because no. Reb wrote all of season one. I, <laughs> does that mean he was just watching random season one episodes? <laughs> and thought, I'm gonna throw a patches joke in here. <laughs> I mean, Maybe. it could have been something that R.I.B. wanted to throw in there. It's like, we're so witty. Well, don't you guys remember like, this? Oh, by the way, work in that Patches joke for me. Okay, thanks. Okay. Um, later on in this scene, um, wait, Rachel, okay, so in the scene, in the actual show, Mercedes says, wait, Rachel, or wait, wait, why isn't Rachel sitting with Sam? And then cut is, I told you I'm fine with you two being together. Why would you cut that? So it's just, re- I mean, I know it's reaffir- reaffirmation that Mercedes is fine, and they did do that in the previous couple episodes, but, like, it, whatever. Maybe they felt it was redundant. I don't know. Maybe. The other thing, another thing caught from the scene is when, um, a little bit later down from that, um, 
Mercedes in the in the episode says, everyone is cool with you dating Sam, and Bert and Carol will be too. And Santana says, I'm I'm not, but that's only because when I picture you having sex, it's super earnest and creepy. <laughs> I mean, they should have left that in. They should have left that in. They should have left that in. That's that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a good Santana line. That's that's just mean enough without being too. Okay, there's a little Brittany and Santana cut. It's only like four lines. I'm just going to read it. Okay. Um, Santana says, Sue is not coming to my wedding. She's been awful to us all of these years. Martha Stewart said, Martha Stewart said never invite anyone to your wedding that you have, phys- you have physically assaulted in the past year. <laughs> Brittany says, yeah, but Martha Stewart is a bitch. And she continues to say, Sue has been a big part of her. Okay, she says that in the episode. And then the first time we, f- oh my God. This, this. Okay. Sue has been a big part of our lives. You and I met because she was put us on the Cheerios. That was in the episode. Cut from the episode is the first time we fooled around was that night she sent us naked into the wilderness, just a knife and a dream catcher to prove our strength of character. She's like our Maleficent. It's good luck to invite her. And that's the line where I was like, I don't remember anyone no, saying that, but that I know I'd remember if someone said that. I mean, they should have left that in. They should have left that in. That's hysterical. I like that. Uh, I think that's two to one. Fine. (laughs) I think it's disturbing, (laughs) but okay. Oh, it's totally disturbing, but Sue would also do it. Yeah. I mean, she put Brittany in a cannon. Well, she tried anyway. She did try. She did try. She pushed the governor's wife or somebody down the stairs. She punched I'm the gun. Sure she pushed someone down the stairs. <laughs> okay, well, we can move on. That stuff is all. Okay. Wait, wasn't it's... the person she pushed down the stairs the choir director of the Deaf Choir? Yes. No. She... No. No. Who she pushed down the stairs? She, some old lady. Uh, and then there was a guy, the, there was a guy was who was like. Choir super gay. director of the religious choir? Remember, it's or, so or the long. one that saying Jesus is a friend of mine. That was yeah, but that was uh, somewhere in season two. I don't remember. Yeah, she was. So, Kitty, I'm reading this next scene. This is the Kurt and Walter stuff. The flash forward is Kurt running down the street. So the right. Walter Kurt stuff happens first, right? So when this originally aired, there was a huge debate whether Kurt's running down the street. Was a flashback to him running to find Blaine and then ask Blaine to the wedding. And that's why he's telling Walter they're going to the wedding together because he's already asked him and they got back together. And so is it a flashback? But no, it's a flash forward. So he tells Walter they're going to the wedding. He's going to the wedding with Blaine before he even asks him. Yeah. Well, let's read this whole thing because I do think it flows a little bit better than what's in the episode. So, yeah, let's do that. Um, RB, are you okay being Walter? <laughs> I'll be happy to be Walter. All right. I want to continue, Kurt, and if he doesn't mind reading stage directions. And you can also be Blaine with his oh, one line okay. or two lines. Hey. Okay. Okay. This is, and by the way, guys, this is the whole thing. We're going to read the whole thing. This is all of it. This is the entire reunion. It's, it's a page long, maybe and a half, <laughs> page and a half. Okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Interior, lima bean, day. Walter and Kurt are getting coffee. Kurt looks a little nervous. He's got bad news to break. 
Walter's blissfully unaware of Kurt's caginess. So I figured we could get fitted for suits at this place I know. It's time to get a new suit, and a wedding's always a good excuse. Walter? And if you think it's too expensive, then it'll be my treat. Walter, I need to tell you something. Uh, I'm going to the wedding with Blaine. As friends, or... Off uh, Kurt's look. Uh, I see. Can't say I'm surprised. I'm really sorry. I, I really never expected this to happen, but it's like somehow we started over. Smiling it's called young. It's called young love, Kurt. It bounces <laughs> back. It bruises and it gets back up again. It's a nice thing. You're not mad? Mad? No. Jealous? Well, he you're smiled. right at the beginning of it. <laughs> you're right at the beginning of it all. God, I look at you and I think of a whole lifetime of love I could have had if I hadn't wasted it pretending to be someone I'm not. You're lucky, Kurt. Go be lucky. And no matter what happens. Intercut to exterior, street, day, flash forward. Kurt's running down a street in a neighborhood. Nothing's going to stop him from grabbing on to the next chapter. Walter, even, off screen. Even if you get hurt again, just remember, the only thing worth doing is moving towards love. Interior. Limbovine. Resume. Kurt's smiling appreciatively at Walter's kindness. Don't waste time double-guessing. Don't waste time behaving yourself. Just run and jump. Exterior. Street. Day. Flash forward. Kurt's still running. <laughs> Walter, because it won't <laughs> stick around forever. So grab it while it's in front of you and don't let go. Interior, Blaine's apartment, front door, day. Kurt's knocking rapidly on the door, out of breath. Blaine opens it, a little startled. Kurt, are you okay? No, I'm not okay. I love you. I still love you, Blaine. And I know things were a mess, but they're not anymore. So will you go to the wedding with me? Unless, you know, there's still someone else. There's no one else. He pulls Kurt into a kiss and a, and a huge hug as we end act one. Okay, so there's not a whole lot different. Um, there is, um, they do cut Kurt's line where it says, I never really expected this to happen, but it's like we've started over. And I feel like they cut it to, like, not give away the reunion, but at the same time, it, I don't know, this scene could have been better written. Everything about this scene could have this, been better written. This whole section could have been better written. And you know what I noticed, though? This actually is supposed to go into the commercial, but they actually um, push it right into the Tina stuff. And it doesn't give it the time. They, they're they editing so tightly on this that this particular scene doesn't get enough time to breathe. And I feel like maybe we got to cut down Walter's speech a little bit and let Kurt and Blaine have some dialogue. Because basically let what Blaine is happening... Blaine have some dialogue! <laughs> I mean, because like I was looking at it, and in the script, when you look at it, and you see that Blaine and Kurt have, like, literally, like, these two things together. Like, it's this tiny little paragraph together. And you're like, this isn't much of a reunion. <laughs> I don't know. I actually think that Walter's speech is really sweet. And I think it is. It's one of those that I think it's sweeter the older I get. As, it is as, really like, sweet. It's looking back on it. And I think that it's a well-worn romantic trope to have somebody narrating advice as you're running towards your true love. And so I, for me, I think that it fits. And I think that it's, I, I don't hate his voiceover in that moment. No. My problem with this is the way that the way it was shot and the way it was edited 
was very confusing for a lot of people, myself included, at the time that it aired. To the point when I was reading through this and I was like, it's a flash forward? What the hell? So there's well, that. I, mean, I, haven't, I haven't seen the episode in years, so I can't. I haven't either. Well, and it doesn't, honest, but. Yeah, it doesn't bother. I mean, I just watched it this afternoon. That part stuff doesn't bother me. The Walter speech actually is really nice. It is really nice that I love Kurt's like anxiousness to get over there to tell Blaine. I don't even mind the one lining up, you know, they kind of wallpaper over their issues and say like, everything's a mess before, but it's not now we're fine. But the fact that they don't let the Blaine Kurt moment have some room where they can like just relax into each other. And, and you know, it's so rushed. That but, I that's just, a, but that's a fandom desire. Like from a, from a TV standpoint, it would feel like the scene was awkward and too long and they didn't cut it in the right place. Well, I still feel like the ending was cut too short. I just, but. I, I sort of feel like, okay, if they're going to leave this scene the way it is, which I wish there was a smidge more, but okay. It's, it's still okay the way it is, but I agree that they should have gone a commercial here to kind of just give it a mm-hmm. minute to go. Z- oh, go. Yeah. You so, know, like, instead of you- like, I have to go from this and now I have to watch Tina. Yeah. Like they, they edited it right into Tina. And I, I think that's what I mean. Just that last few seconds where you can breathe, let the kiss breathe for a second well, and then and, just cut to black. And it's also, okay. Yeah. It's a scene about Tina because you know, she's kind of the one running the scene, but Blaine is in this scene and there's nothing about, Oh, by the way, Kurt and I got back together. Yeah. There's not, so it feels really weird. Yeah, it really, there isn't anything. I mean, there's, yeah. Considering that you spent the latter half of season four trying to get back with Kurt and then talking about marrying Kurt and he wouldn't shut up about it. And then they get back together after their second breakup and then nothing. Well, that's, oh, I will, I'm going to say this though. Going into the end of the series, there has been, okay, like laying this out. What happens? They kiss an original song. What happens next? Night of neglect and nothing. You know, they have sex. What happens? Nothing for 10 episodes. You know, they get engaged. What happens? Nothing until Blaine and Kurt really get together back in New York. You know, every time this stuff happens, they just kind of drop it. And and they're going to kind of drop after the week they get married. It's going to be, okay, they're married. We're not going to worry about anything until we wrap it up in the series finale. That's just a trend that they do. I don't agree that it's great or anything. I do wish there were more, but that's also kind of what they do. So I don't feel like it's a uh, uh, so like this isn't a, a, a this isn't an a, a, um, exception. I feel like it's the rule. So so yeah, that's that. Um, all right. So we do have a little bit of stuff cut from. Um, the next scene, because we can't go a scene without cut stuff. Um, trying to think how much of this we want to read. Hold on, let me see. Okay, so let's do the first page. Everything up to Blaine's congrats, because that's all cut for the most part. There's a little bit that is actually in the episode, but so the whole first section there. Yeah, sorry. Like you guys okay. were so quiet. I'm like, am I still? Uh, oh, like, I, mean, I think I accidentally muted I don't myself know. for a minute. I don't know where we are, so I was hoping you were going to give me some direction other than read. We're to... on page, okay, page 12, twelve, beginning of act, of act, act two. two. Okay. Um, so there is a little bit. That's of very this... helpful. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I like where this is the pink revisions. Where did we have pink revisions in the beginning? Anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It was one of the ones. The the page before that, or one of the scenes before that, we were in blue this revisions. Is, wow. Look, there's lit. You're right. There's literally. This is a amalgamation of every one of the revisions. Yeah. They just they, yeah. they all together. you together. It's like no wonder nobody could keep their lines straight. Oh my god. Okay. So, um, all right. So we're starting act two. Um, okay. Um, I'll be Blaine again. You want to be Blaine again? I'll be Artie and Puck if, if, uh, we'll give the bulk of it to RB and she can be Tina. I'll be Tina. I'll read the okay. stage directions because I'm good at that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Are we ready? Act two. Interior, McKinley High. Auditorium, day. Puck, Artie, and Blaine sit on the edge of the stage as Tina walks in. Hey guys, so I've gathered my best voice to get your opinion on something. (laughs) Hopefully it's not birth control. Or avoiding STDs. Or has anything to do with vapor rubbing? No, this is important. I've been doing a lot of thinking. My time in Glee Club has really provided this amazing foundation for thinking outside of the box, and since I left, it's only grown. Now, I'm so lucky to be at the forward-thinking university like Brown. We talk so much about not being beholden to traditions that we can be outdated or even worse, sort of offensive. We embrace female empowerment, feminism, and reversing gender stereotypes. I can ask Mike to marry me. Chang? What are you talking about, Tina? Congrats! <laughs> so, I I see why this was in there, because it's kind <laughs> of like, not only servicing Tina, but also kind of setting up, like, hey, we're doing non-traditional marriage here in this episode, but yeah, it didn't need to be in here. It literally cuts from Tina's, like, okay, I have an opi- need your opinion, too. I'm going to ask Mar- Mike to marry me. And then Blaine's congratulations is cut out for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably because they have him later on say, I think it's romantic. (laughs) Of course you do, Blaine. Of course you do. Sorry, because Um, he's an 18-year-old idiot. Well, he's like 20 (laughs) at this point, but still. Whatever, he's a 20-year-old idiot. (laughs) Because in the (laughs) aforementioned season four, he spent like several episodes debating about proposing to a man he wasn't even dating. (laughs) So, like, he's game for this. He's like, yeah, of course this yeah, is a great idea. Right? It's like, it's the best idea that you've ever had, Tina. I mean, I'd do it. <laughs> My goodness. Um, also cut out is um, in the middle of a Tina speech that's mostly in there. She says, what's in there is, we didn't, um, they're talking about Tina on the page, the next page. They're talking about Mike and Tina's relationship. And Tina says, we didn't much... We didn't much talk while I was here, but once I got to college, we started texting all the time. And then cut is, which led to the occasional drunken Snapchat or FaceTime. Now he's my first text in the morning and my last text at night. And I can honestly say that Mike is my best friend. He knows me better than anyone else. And then Puck says, personally, I'd soil my drawers if girls started asking dudes to get married. Commitment ambush. That's being said. You are, that being said, you were right. Okay, Puck. (laughs) They, you oh, know what, way, though? Can, can I just say something completely unrelated and you can cut if you want it to? Sure. So, I'm, did you guys ever see a post that went around about Harry being on Shadowhunters? It's like, I don't watch that Shadowhunters show, but I really think Tall, Dark, and Handsome should marry Mike from Glee. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He married Mike from Glee. 
Good for him. And they Good got married him. in the finale last night, and I cried. Good for him. I have it blacklisted, so I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, good I really for don't him. know what you're talking about either. But yeah, yeah well, good for them. Well, there's a, okay, so there's a running joke that somebody said, I don't watch that show, but I think Tall, Dark, and Handsome, which was this uh, this really gorgeous guy who was on the show, should marry Mike from Glee. That's because Harry was playing his love interest on there. Mm-hmm. And so they spent... They got canceled, but they had this like huge epic two-hour finale because you know Freeform actually let them end the show in a decent way with no cliffhangers, and um, so it ended with them getting married. Oh, well, good, good for them! <laughs> yeah, it, I just that's so funny because they're talking about marrying Mike, and it's like, well, Mike from Glee is married. No. Oh. <laughs> Well then, no. My brain went. It was just last night, and I was very emotional about it. My brain went down. I actually didn't think I was going to cry, and then literally that scene started, and I'm like, I'm not crying. Oh my god! You know what? I was just going to say what made me cry, but I can't. So never mind. Was it an? Is it an Endgame spoiler? I can't tell you. I mean, it's basically just Pam is emotional about everything. So just True. insert whatever. I mean, insert whatever you want into it, and she'll exactly. cry about it. Exactly. Pam never exists. What? I didn't hear what you said. What? I said Peter Parker exists, oh, Peter and Parker. then Pam is just crying. <laughs> well, he is a He's a character Parker. that's in a movie. Ah! <laughs> He is a precious muffin and should be protected at all costs. He is. Too, he and then is I a was going to say another thing, and then I'm to say what makes you cry, and then I can't say that either. So, uh, <laughs> no, you can't. No, I can't. <laughs> but also, I didn't cry at anything in Endgame. Because uh, I, a- I haven't cried at any of the Marvel movies, which I don't know what that says, but. I haven't either, but then again, I'm an emotionless robot, so... Whatever. Yeah, but I cry I'm not movie, an emotionless so. robot. Oh my god, how long have you guys heard me on podcast? I was Nothing like, how emotion. not cry at Endgame, but okay, fine. I didn't cry. Yeah, uh, well, why would I have cried? It was awesome. Of happiness. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't cry uh, over Infinity War. I mean, I kind of went into it knowing that characters were going to die, including the specific one that my son spoiled me for. But (laughs) Because your son is one of those people. Yeah, I won't be one of those people. Yeah. So. I mean, it's basically the same as people who had finished reading... The sixth book in Harry Potter, and would just yell at people who are reading. Oh, no more eyes. No more eyes. I remember when that happened. Yes, I've because, seen the video. Because people are dicks. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> okay, so back on track. Okay, so he, our, our next is section. Admitted after their hug, I didn't notice that before. Was it banging? This, yeah, maybe. Oh, they all hug, and, uh, hug a smiling and nervous Tina. Fi- find Artie in the hug, not so sure. And then it says omitted. Yeah, there's a lot of like, a lot more in the script. Like Artie's not happy with the Tina thing because they kind of want to get back together and or Tina, whatever. Who cares? He wants to get back together. I'm not sure what the hell Tina thinks she's doing. <laughs> well, okay. So mm, we've got a Sue and Santana showdown in the next, and a lot of this is cut. So let's read it. 
Because why not? <laughs> All right. RB, which one do you want to be? I'll be the other one. Hang on. I'm trying to get oh, there. My computer sorry, did a weird 13. thing. Uh, page, page 13 slash 14. I want to be Sue. Okay, I'll be Santana. It sounds good to me. Get ready. I'm going to read some stage directions. <laughs> yeah, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I need a minute. I go. <laughs> I think I broke Kenny. Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay. Interior. Figgins office. Day. Sue lovingly polishes her 2010 National Championship cheerleading trophy. Santana enters. I heard you wanted to see me. Make it quick. I'm busy. I understand you don't want me at your wedding. That, of course, is your prerogative. But for the record, I'm really hurt by that. I want to remind you that I introduced you to Brittany. If it wasn't for me, you two wouldn't be together. So now you're taking credit from our relationship. Yes, of course. And I'm fully aware that we've had a few minor differences over the years, but weddings are the time to put differences aside. What a steaming load of crap. Weddings are the time to make these lists. The yes list, the maybe list, and the no way in hell list. You're at the top of that list. It's not that I hate you. You're just completely irrelevant. I only want to be surrounded by people I love and the people who love me. And the only person that you love is yourself. You don't know the first thing about me. Yeah, I do. I know how completely selfish you are and self-centered you are, like that how you wore an exact copy of Emma Pillsbury's wedding dress at her own wedding. At the and that you perverted the very concept of marriage by marrying yourself. I used to think, well, at least that bitch is nice to Becky Jackson, and then it finally hit me. She's nothing more than a slave. She's nothing more than slave labor to you. You're absolutely incapable of a selfish act. Oh, and if you and if you do what you always do and just show up anyway, you'll be forcibly removed by the security guards I've hired. You can go back to polishing your tr- precious trophies by now. Bye, Sue. Santana calmly walks out on Sue, destroyed by this. I don't think she's destroyed by it in the episode. I don't I think, think she's, she's just... destroyed. No. I, I don't I mean, know if Sue knows how to feel destroyed. Yeah. That's... I mean, I'm sure she does, but not by this. Not by this, no. No. And I, I mean, there's little pieces here and there that have been cut I out. I mean, if this has happened to Will, he would be destroyed by it because yes. he has no friends. And I feel he like no he has to understand boundaries. Oh, God, he doesn't understand boundaries. <laughs> yeah. That's Having true. said that, my best friend is 16. That's wrong. Mm. As wrong so. as former students having Monday night dinner at your house, I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, so yeah, like if you guys go back and watch the scene and then listen to our little bit again, you'll be able to tell the difference. It's not, I get it. It's just little bits. The only thing that I noticeably was like, huh, I wonder, that's interesting. They cut out of the episode the part where she says, um, well, at least you're nice to that, at least that bitch is nice to Becky Jackson. But then it hit me that she's nothing more than slave labor to you. Um, I wonder if they felt like it went too far. I don't know, but maybe. I don't know. All right, so now we get into um, the. They're all showing up for the wedding, and and I have something that I want to specifically talk about that has to do with Carol and Blaine's mom, 
But if you have something that comes before that that you want to discuss, go ahead. Yes. I mean, we okay. will definitely talk about Blaine's mom. But um, Well, there's a specific line in here that I want to talk about in this next scene. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But before that, they're all showing up. And Mercedes kind of corrals the new direction folks that you don't really see very much. Or the new, new directions. I don't um, remember there being a bridge. Was there an actual bridge? I don't remember a bridge either. That's it's Mercedes is corralling the new directions, Madison, Mason, Spencer, Roderick, and Jane over a quaint little bridge. And then Mercedes says, follow me to her flock. And Beast gestures that Will should enter before him. And Beast says, after you, um, which is, uh, yeah, why even have that in there? Before we talk about the Carol thing, the only other thing I want to say with this thing also is that the American Gothic pose is, is scripted. It's actually not ad-libbed. Um, now it's a little different. It says Blaine pulls Kurt back from the crowd, waving Tina over to shoot them in an American Gothic pose. But for all of you guys thinking that that was a cute little thing Chris and Darren came up with, it wasn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, okay. And yeah, so let's talk about not exactly something Kurt and Blaine would have done. Oh yeah. Um, let's talk about the the Carol line. So it says Carol to Blaine's mom. Can I introduce you to the Pierces? Yes. But in this, the episode. You know why? Because they cut, and we'll talk about this when we get there. They cut all of the mom stuff, which where um, Blaine's mom talks a little bit more. <coughs> and they needed to introduce her faster. So, plus, they don't even actually say, um, this is Blaine's mom. They needed to get a moment in there where she says, I'm Blaine's mom. Now, Right. It does make more sense that Carol says, can I introduce... She should have said, hello, Mrs. Anderson. Can I introduce you to the Pierces? Because then that would have fixed everything. But no. They have her introduce to Carol. Yeah. It could have been... been, Oh, Mrs. Anderson, can I introduce you to the Pierces? And then Pam could be like, oh, Carol, I've told you a million times. Call me Pam. And and then they could walk off the screen. Yeah. And instead, she's introducing herself to Carol as if... They hadn't met already But their kids were only engaged I'm sure that they have met at some point But for I will tell you for a good five minutes today When I read that I debated Could we have just misheard what she said And could she really have said the thing No (laughs) To the point where I almost pulled the episode up And watched it No Oh, the script. Okay. So the other thing that I want to mention is that they actually let, and I don't know if this was something that was deliberate or if Mark Salling actually had a say in it, because they clean up Puck a lot. Because in the episode, Puck's talking about, you know, how the Air Force is, like, doing well for him and everything. Um, and none of that is in the script. And then there's this exchange between Mike and Puck um, that said, um, sorry, uh, gosh, why am I making so many body noises? Um, Puck is like, Tina, wow, you look super hot, doesn't she, Mike? And that is in the episode. And then Mike says, Tina always looks hot. Careful, Tina, you don't want to show up with, you don't want to show up the brides. And then Puck says, take my seat next to Mike. I farted on it, but it was a while ago. Like, <sighs> I'm, I'm, <sighs> whatever. Yeah, Puck from season one would have said that, but. Yeah, Puck's grown up not, a bit, and not Puck from season six. No, which is why they cut it. Probably. Um. So. So yeah. All right. Um. So then we get over to 
the um, Bert and Carol speech to the boys, which is a, a lot the same. However, um, there's uh, when it gets into it, there's a lot that is um, cut out as it's well. Like, it's either cut or it's tweaked. Well, the fir- yeah, the first half of it is fine. But then once it says awkward again, we can read from there forward because that's when it gets all like tweaked and turned around and stuff like that. Hey, uh, RB, you want to read Bert on page 16? I'll read Bert. Okay. And then I'll be Carol because it's the only two people talking. And I'm going to rock those (laughs) stage directions, man. Yeah, bitch. Should be my job. (laughs) Okay, stop it. I'm going to choke and it's going to be your fault. I know. Uh, I'm doing it on purpose. I know. (laughs) All right. Awkward again. Bert and Carol can sense what's happening here. You sound like such a typical dude, you know, Kurt? I used every excuse before I married your mother. Guys love to put stuff off. We're procrastinators. Taking out the trash, paying the house, settling down, having kids. can always wait. And you know why? Because we're scared. Love is vulnerability and marriage is forever. Maybe you guys weren't meant to be, but too young? Foolish? Are any of us ever really ready for anything? I sure as hell wasn't ready to lose your mother. We haven't wasted a moment since the day we met. Now we're on this crazy adventure together. You'll make mistakes, and that's okay. I've made many. All of you, all you can do is grab every second of every day and squeeze it as tight as you can. Wring every last bit out of it. Finn taught me that. Cancer taught me that. Seeing you in a hospital bed taught me that. Despite all of our differences, I've always tried my best to teach you how to be a good man, Kurt. More than anything, I want you to be a better man. Live for today, because the only real mistake you can make is waiting around for tomorrow. The moment is interrupted by an usher seating some old people. Bert leaves Kurt and Blaine to take the moment to soak this in off their faces. And then it goes on to something else. So really, a lot of it was just the added stuff in Bert's speech. And I I think it's nice. I actually kind of wish it was there. I think it adds another layer onto why Kurt and Blaine would be okay to, you know, uh, be ready. And I think that some people had... I remember there being some discussion about how Bert's and Carol's speech sort of felt slightly manipulative, I think is the word that's coming to mind, although I don't know if that's quite what the discussion was. Because it's very much pounding in the, do it today because you, tomorrow you might be dead kind of thing, but... Yeah, I mean, I, did, I think is, it's manipulative. But- I don't like it. Oh, you don't? <laughs> no, I don't. And I, but I think it would be different if it was... Two adults saying it to two other adults. I think saying it to two teenagers. I mean, they're not I don't, teenagers. <laughs> yeah, but they're like 20. Technically, okay? they're adults. Yeah, they're whatever. 20 and 21. But Whatever. They can go to war. There's, at least one of them can buy beer. There is still a very big power difference. I mean, what... I. Having said this that, sort of, this sort of scene feels to me more like that. two elderly folks telling it to two folks who are in their 30s, who have like put off things and put off things and put off things and saying, you know, don't put it off because you won't be happy forever. Saying this to two young people, and they are young, they may be teenagers, but they are very young, feels very manipulative to me, and I do not care for it. But they, I, and I, I was in the camp of they should not have gotten married at all. Well, and I... Uh, on 
How do I put this? I was in the camp of the show's going to end in four episodes, and God damn it, they're going to get married, and I'm going to yeah. like it. I I don't think that... <laughs> yeah, this whole... Okay, and it's something, again, while... Speech doesn't feel like it fits the situation that they're in, to me. Right. It feels like well, a speech okay, out of the I will movie. give it that. I, I, it, it feels so much more like it's more than just getting married. It feels like such a more... It's way more intense. Okay, so here's kind of what I want to say about... Because I know I'll talk about it more in the actual episode. The, the problem with this wedding episode as a whole, even beyond the fact that they are... they are all, I mean, the four of them all getting married, it is ridiculous. And they are young. And it's not really the most organic thing the show really should have ever done. But on top of that, this whole script is written as a... Okay, as a propaganda piece for gay marriage. And that's fine in itself to be, pro, you know, I'm totally for, you know, the whole thing. But it, to have that constantly being the, instead of having these characters be organic and do things organically and be in love with each other organically, it's like. And get married because they're in love. It's right. Like they're it's getting like, married so they could fill a propaganda purpose. Exactly, which yeah. I which I think hurts the characters, and I think that's always been the issue with the marriage storyline within Kurt and Blaine, and even Brittany and Santana, like who I don't even really buy is getting married. But again, that's something that will be talked about in the wedding episode itself. Um, yeah. Well, the other so, thing that I will say about this, and it's not specifically in the script. I don't know if you guys talked about it when it comes to the actual wedding episode. A lot of the guests in this scene, so the extras. Yeah. They are all journalists and right like bloggers and journalists and news people types. They basically sent out invitations to anyone who's ever reviewed Glee on the internet and in invited them to be guests at the wedding. Yeah, so that they could see this moment of this double, double gay wedding. Mm-hmm. And so, so that, that sort of just kind of feeds into the propaganda aspect of it. Yeah. Not to mention on top of that, as I know RBU and I have talked a lot about before, this whole idea that they've been writing any character who's graduated as way older than... Yeah. Seriously, all they needed to do was skip forward five years, and so yeah. many of these problems would have been ironed out. So I yeah. so that's my long-winded of saying that I don't disagree with you. Um, in basic principle, but you know, like I still like the speeches, but again, it's not the right context that it should have been in. It's so the lines just feel like it should have been 15 years forward. Like, yeah, it, it's a Hallmark movie about people who were together in high school and then moved on and then, but yeah. they're only 21. Well, it's, and the thing I would have liked. You know, and a lot of people said this at the time that Kurt and Blaine didn't need, well, I mean, the fandom would have rioted if they didn't, but, um, or they could have had something that was just the two of them, but instead, like, I don't know. I think that both couples get shortchanged out of this and it, for different nobody, reasons, though. for different reasons and nobody needed to get married. They really, but again, because Glee was trying to be the precipice of all LGBT things, that this kind of been shoved whether the story made sense or not, if that makes any sense. 
I agree to a point. I mean, but also the cleaner fangirl in me. She's like, oh, yeah. get married. <laughs> uh, uh, I, you know, and yeah. maybe it's just me being farther away from it that I'm like, I don't. I mean, yeah, I really enjoyed it when it was on, but I don't mm. need it. Like now that I'm watching the full story years past now that I've done my own head cannons and have done all my meta and all my research and all my everything, all these podcasts. I, you know, I don't know. I don't feel as attached to it the same way. So I can feel right. like I'm looking at things more objectively. Well, and you know, and I haven't really rewatched any of the episodes in a couple of years and it's been, you know, like 10 years since the show premiered. Which like, is bonkers. I know, I know right? Isn't that crazy? They had their spring premiere in what? Spring, it was spring of 09, right? I mean, I'm right yeah. about that. Yep. It's so like, I it's, don't know, it's like in the next couple of days. It'll be 10 yeah. years, especially. Sometime, I can't remember when in May it was, but uh, so it's like 10 years removed. So, okay, we're all 10 years older. Am I going to feel the same way about this now that I'm 10 years older? And I'm exactly. More, of a Bert or a Carol than a Kurt or a Blaine. And so yeah. that I see that as being really interesting that I don't know. I feel like this is a speech that just didn't need to happen. Like they could have talked to them, but I don't know that it needed to be this speech. Mm-hmm. Not that yeah. it's a bad speech. Well, and I do I think don't in know that it needed to be here. I think what in it works a little probably it probably does work better in the episode because it is cut a lot and then there's of course Kurt and Kurt and gosh Bert and Carol's drunken Carol? drunken ramblings God I'm not drunk I promise um, <laughs> so. <laughs> I know a lot of people fought about that scene because uh, they're like well they just have this conversation and the next minute they're like thing hey come on get married with us and it's like well of course they were just emotionally manipulated so of course they're gonna get married yeah well and and there's a lot of the emotional manipulation happening with the sue and britney stuff too yeah everyone is garbage (laughs) everybody was manipulating I'm going to go to the bathroom it's like the script was bad (laughs) Oh, the script is so bad. All right. She's typing. The best, the best part is the script is terrible, and yet the episode is not that much better, even though no, they really left half of it out. <laughs> I mean, okay. it really does show the power of editing. I'm sure that a talented editor could have eaten something better out of it. Oh, yeah. Because I think there is enough that you could have done some really much better stuff with it, but... I don't, I, the editing of the show has always been super bad. Well, so. that's true. And honestly, right. I think they've just given up at this point. So this last scene is, uh, page 18. And, um, let's see, this is the dressing room stuff. This is where Brittany is going. A lot of this is actually in the, the, the um, the episode where she wants them to do all the stuff. Take a moment to appreciate Leah Michelle's delivery of where in the hell am I supposed to find a lizard? Yep. The only thing that's one of my favorite things she's ever said. It always makes me so sad when they make Leah Michelle try to be serious or try to be like the emotional center because she has wonderful comic timing. Yeah, exactly. 
she, um, she really, really does. does. I think she does have some great comedic chops, and they don't let her be funny enough. I think she's always a lot better in, in the supporting role. Every time they I try to start her I think out, that she's an amazing in the best friend role. Yeah, like she's so. she's funny. She really is. But when she's when she has to be the quote unquote emotional center, then it's just like, oh my god, stab me with a fork in the eye. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so okay, so. Um, the only part that's kind of cut is between Brittany and Santana. And this is where I'm just going to read it myself. Cause there's not very much. Um, she's, you know, worried about the bad luck stuff. And, um, she basically tells Santana we're sabotaging it. And then, um, we're going to have the worst luck of all time. And then Santana says, okay, it was adorable, but it was so adorable, but sorry. Okay. It was so adorable before I didn't put my foot down. God, these guys and their sentence structures. But this whole obsession with bad luck has got to stop. What are you actually afraid of? All those rules that are that are all those rules are antiquated, antiquate, okay. antiquated, antiquated, antiquated nonsense rules. Uh, nonsense that have nothing to do with us. Oh God, no wonder that was caught because it's so horrible to say. But the gist of it is that. Um, it's again going to the the gay rights stuff that we've been talking about, which is yes, gay rights good, but you know all of this like added dialogue that kind of pads well, that. She's also making a point though, because when it continues on, it says, "Do you know why grooms could see their bride mm-hmm. on the wedding day?" It's because they may not go through with it, right? And that stuff is in the yeah. episode, and it's fine. So mm-hmm. it just, yeah, I can. It's one of those things you can cut it for time. So, I do like then, the answer of cannibalism, though. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's probably one of my favorite things that she said, too. This episode's got some really good ones, and I wish they'd left a couple of them in. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only other thing is that they Brittany adds in, oh, I, I love you, to Santana. Um, and that's about it. And that's act two. So there's not really... Well, can we talk about the stage directions for a second, though? Sure, go for it. At the end of the scene, it says Santana pulls Brittany close and they kiss like wait, they kiss the kiss they can't have at the altar. So deep in love. Why can't they kiss so like deep that at the altar? Throat. Well, I I mean they can eat each other's faces if they wanted to. It's their flipping wedding. I yeah, I don't know. I think the guy's caught up in the I, we can't be gay in front of other people even at our own wedding. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe I don't know if you can get any gayer. I, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, okay, so we're gonna end that there. I'm just gonna stop oh, the recording. I, have to ask, though. I don't remember. Is the thing about her in the blue underwear that she borrowed from Tina? Is it is. It actually is. Oh, yeah. I did. I'm like, is this that. in there? And then I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks. So. Um, so yeah, uh, just letting everybody know We took a little bit of break and switched out RB had to take off, however, in her place Is her lovely understudy Snarky hag I pushed her down a flight of stairs <laughs> It was channeling so, stairs, it was very um, so, yeah, um, girls. <laughs> I, I don't know how much You got to actually analyze the script though But um, the one thing that we've come to the conclusion Is that half of the, the script Has been cut out um, yeah. <laughs> So I don't and know. there was a lot of ad-libbing done in this episode. Yeah, but like it's just kind of insane. So we're starting Act 3. Um, I, just as a real quick thing, though, is there anything about 
the like Kurt and Blaine getting back together, stuff like that, that you wanted to mention that you noticed before we jump into the rest of it? No, we'll just, you... we'll just roll. I mean, I read okay. a lot of it and I was like, I don't remember this at all. Yeah, because it's not been cut. <laughs> because it got cut. Literally, I before we got on tonight, I actually sat and went through the episode and went through the script and go, and I just went, oh my God, cut, 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 cut. So. Yeah. Well, All if right, you so look it, at the revisions that this one had, yeah, we did. And I can't remember how many there were. And other like ones seven. we looked at, but this is like thing, a lot. The other thing we noticed is that if you go through the pages at the top, they yeah. have different color revisions at the top of the script pages. So one page says like blue revisions, one will say pink revisions, one says yellow revisions. It varies by scene. Yes. Not That's to crazy. confuse yellow and goldenrod. They're both yeah, right. <laughs> well, the best part about this I is mean, we figured out that this is purple. the green revision on oh. that very nice beigey colored front. Yeah. Based we need on the, the second day. blue. Oh my I God. like that they were able to come up with goldenrod, but they couldn't come up with another blue. So they just and called it second blue. <laughs> so so that's where we're at. Um, my, okay, what my page is my... Rant, Page, we're page on page one? 20. 20, okay. Act three. <clears throat> My biggest right rant so far, though, has was... been they literally cut out the catalyst for Kurt to go run to Blaine. <sighs> so, yeah, I had my I, rant about that. I agree, and I hate it because the lack of that makes the clean arc incomplete, and it's otherwise mm-hmm. complete. And they had something good, and they fucked it up. Yeah, I'm sure much. you said it more eloquently. We'll move <laughs> on. <laughs> Not oh. really. <laughs> Interior, Figgins office, day. Eloquent, but it was ragey. <laughs> <laughs> it, was it was definitely ragey. So. Okay, so anyway, we're picking up. Um, the only thing that's cut from this next line, or next scene, um, is this is another Santana Sue scene. Um, actually, there's two things that are cut real quickly. There's Sue says, when Santana... Um, Santana says this next thing, which is actually in the episode, which says, you might be right, Brittany. Maybe we do have terrible luck because I can't marry you if I'm in jail. I'm about to kill this bitch. And cut is Sue's line. As much as I respect your willingness to become a murderer just moments before you should be walking down the aisle, like one of those women I respect so much on Snapped, I come bearing gifts. Um, and I think she says I get the rights to use Snapped or like, what is, is Snapped? That- it's, I don't, it's a I TV it show, a reality TV show on investigation discovery about people who kill people because they just snapped. Oh, I have a disturbing. little bit of a true crime thing. I've never actually watched that one because it looks like it might even be too hokey for me. But it is real murders that these people, most mostly women, who have just hit like their breaking point, snap and, and kill their significant other or something. Okay. I've never anyway. actually watched that, so I really don't know a lot about it. I prefer the ones that are a lot less. What's the word well, we can move for? on. Yeah, <laughs> more there's, victimless there's... crimes. Not necessarily like that. It's it's more like this is really to in order to help further this case or help further this thing or. We want more people to see this so they can find this missing person. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Or we examine things and why they happen so we can understand why they happen and not necessarily just for pure like, entertainment shock value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, moving on, there's another part that um, Santana's grandmother has cut out where they're talking 
And Sue's kind of like going overboard with the, hey, maybe we should do it like the Bible. And then um, she, um, Alma, her uh, Santana's abuela, says, I would never stone anyone, let alone my granddaughter. I don't believe in hurting anyone. Jesus said, may, may he without sin cast the first stone. Um, I'm not sure why they felt they needed to cut that or even write that in the first place, but, you know, it's there. There is another ad lib, though, at the end of the scene when they all go in for the hog and she's like, should I come in? Oh, no, I'm pushing it, which is a funny little Jane Lynch moment that she added in there. So good for her. <laughs> OK, so we're now to the part where Brittany and, Saint- and Sue kind of get Kurt and Blaine. Uh, to go down the aisle. And there's not really anything different, but for the fun of it, we can still read it um, if we want to do that. So, Starkin can be Kurt. Oh, love me some Kurt. Who was Kurt previously? Uh, I I am the understudy. I was. Yes, I'm throwing you down the stairs now. (laughs) (laughs) And Arby Uh, was you, and I was reading some kick-ass stage directions when I wasn't being blamed for Tina. I can be Sue and Brittany if you want to be both Kurt and Blaine. <laughs> okay, um, and then let's try it. And then you can be sure. the, the Kitty. Do you want to be Santana and the stage directions? Okay. Okay. Cool. Should we do different voices? I'll give Blaine like a French accent. To. <laughs> I mean, RB did different voices. Oh, so sure. I'm sure she did them well. Up to. I, I mean, <laughs> okay. comedy ones. Oh. <laughs> That'd be great. All right. Interior, barn, day, angle on. Blaine and Kurt sitting in their seats. Blaine's taking Kurt's hand. They're soaking it all in. The romance, the wedding. Thinking of the ceremony they never had, Sue appears, quite suddenly, right next to them. Blaine, could you come with me? We have a bit of a situation. Forget it, Sue. We're not falling for an elevator in a barn. No, 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 you're right, Purcellin. You shouldn't thank me for forcing you back into the arms of tiny Sal Minio. But I swear to you on Will Schuster's future grave that this is a legitimate Britanna emergency. Suddenly concerned, they get up and follow her. She leads them to a back area away from the wedding guests. What's wrong? What's- what happened? <laughs> or wait, who's Blaine? Was it you? It was I don't know. Snarky. I oh, forgot yeah. that I was Blaine. I thought I was Blaine. You should be Blaine. Otherwise, I have to be, what's wrong? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know the difference between them. <laughs> uh, will somebody be Blaine? I could, I could do it if you, you don't should do it. Me. You should do it. Because it's obvious when you're doing stage direction that it's totally, no one talks like that. <laughs> so that's better. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to be like, oh, God, do you want to get married? <laughs> Which sounds funny right now. Won't be funny after a couple sentences. I don't okay. know. It'd be funny if Blade just suddenly went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> The option is open to you. Oh, all right. What's wrong? What happened? Sue holds open a door. Actually, she holds the door open. <laughs> Rushing them through into bridal dressing room, continuous, where they find Brittany waiting in her beautiful wedding gown between two mannequins wearing tux- mannequins wearing tuxedos. The mannequins have cut out photos of their faces pinned onto their heads. WTF? Brittany, are you okay? What's going on? What 
What are those? Kurt, Blaine, this whole time I was planning my high-end barn wedding, all I could think of was you. And not just because you remind me of the pig and the gay rat from Charlotte's Web, but because I wouldn't be here if I wasn't if it wasn't for you. I looked up to you as a couple in high school. You showed me there was a place for me in Santana, too. You helped me be brave. And when you called off your wedding, it broke my heart because it felt like a part of my dream died. I want my dream back. Okay. I still don't get it. Yes, you do. Think about it. What Brittany's saying is, out of our love for your love, we conspire to manipulate, deceive, and yes, imprison you briefly, all to reach this moment. We have two tuxes. Do we have two grooms? You're making weird faces. What do you think? I think you're crazy. Brittany, we just got back together again, and... And, I mean, even if we hadn't, even if we were ready, there's no way on earth Santana would ever let us crash her wedding. Santana whips the curtain to a changing area aside to reveal herself in full wedding glory, a wry smile on her face. I'll be Santana. Okay, I'll be Santana. Go ahead. Santana. Somebody's got to be Santana. Go ahead. Santana, oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> I'll read it. Oh, you'd be surprised. Turns out I'm, I'm a lot like a godfather on the wedding day. Crazy as it is, how can I deny my bride her only wish? She pins a corsage onto the lapels of each of the mannequins. All you have to do is say yes. We don't even have wedding rings. Okay, so I have stage direction that says, wait, what? And then also Blaine <laughs> in italics and then two dashes. I don't even know. I, I just go with it. <laughs> Oh, I've got that covered. Produces so, rings. <laughs> so what's the answer, boys? Will you give America what at least 52% of it will legally tolerate? Brittany, this is so incredibly romantic and weird and sweet, but we couldn't possibly. He turns to Blaine for his agreement, but is shocked to see that the, the choked up look in his eyes. Wait, does he want this? Wait, does Kurt? As if mind reading each other's racing thoughts. I don't know. I don't know. I just, what Bert and Carol said, and the last few months without you have been, I love you, Kurt, and it's crazy, and I don't know. But. But? But? Each other on the verge of a huge choice, scared to go out on the limb, we end up three. (laughs) We dash dash end up three. Oh my God. So it, it's really not very much any different than what we actually get. Um, Asterky, what do you think about? So we often say there's a lot of things on here about like Kurt and Blaine feeling like they're manipulated into getting married. Um, and what are your thoughts? I don't think that they are manipulated into getting married. They're manipulated into um, that particular like set of tuxedos and that day and stuff. These two morons, like on some level, the first opportunity that they have to get married, the first time it becomes something that they like, if these two went to Las Vegas for a weekend, they'd end up married. If they went somewhere, like if they go anywhere they go where the possibility is dangled in front of them, they're going to do it because exactly what Blaine said. Okay. So like they didn't plan and they, these two love to plan, but like they kind of 
they know their trajectory. And so they have this opportunity. It doesn't seem that bad. Blaine's mom is there for reasons I don't understand still. <laughs> um, <laughs> the script's not going to help much, but anyway. No. <laughs> um, so on, on that note, have you, I was just thinking about this. All of their best moments kind of come when they're being impulsive and not planning to be impulsive. Like the whole scandals thing, like actually legitimately being impulsive. Blaine kissing Kurt for the first time. I don't think he had planned that. He may have rehearsed that speech and it said a couple times. I don't think he actually intended to kiss him. But the engagement was planned. Like Blaine meticulously planned that. He did. And and I think that's the only one maybe exception to this rule because everything else that they've done the first time, every time everything was like planned, it fell to shit. But the one time they do it impulsively, it's when it works out. But I don't even I think it's I more would of submit. one time it it comes I would out organically. The, the two times, okay, so they they act impulsively from time to time, but it's like based. There are two times when they act impulsively. That's not based in in like the truth of what they really want, but sort of to their worst impulses, and that's the two different choices that they make that cause those two breakups. Mm-hmm. And all of the other times, you put them in a scenario, and it's like, well, what do you think about this? And they kind of go back to their center, which is. Being together, making it work, you know, enjoying each other's company, um, all those kinds of things. So I just, I don't see, like, they were provided an opportunity, but I think by the time they get back together in this season, they know that eventually Mm -hmm. they will get married. So why not just get Um, married now? Well, yeah. the only reason not to is, is if you want to have a super special wedding or whatever. But and Blaine all of loves romance. And this idea of a all of a sudden wedding because you're swept up in the awesomeness of the moment. Like, he can't say no to that. This is a grand mm-hmm. gesture. Kurt well, turning to him and also- saying, do you want to do this? <laughs> is a grand gesture. And he's into it. He was also 100% behind Tina proposing to Mike, even though they're not dating, so. <laughs> yeah, that. Sure. Um, well, he's I not going to be right all the time. No. <laughs> but I also really <laughs> want to reiterate, and, and this will be more, I guess, expanded on maybe on the actual episode podcast that I haven't done yet, um, that Kurt is shocked and surprised, but he says, and even the script and the, and the whole thing, it's romantic and sweet and a little weird, but he never says... This is, you know, crazy. I don't, I don't want to do want this. To do this. Yeah, and he this doesn't is... appear stressed out. No. He doesn't he doesn't look like he is Yeah, I just I don't I don't can, I mean it's manipulation because it's Santana and Brittany and that's how they operate. Well but but if they're manipulating of... it's like, you know, telling me do I want a piece of chocolate cake? Well, yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that you offer me the chocolate cake and I eat it, eh, I wanted it. <laughs> Well, there was also, the reason we brought this up is because of the Bert, Carol, Clean conversation that happens, like, right before this, um, where mm-hmm. they felt like Bert's conversation, mostly what Bert said, but even some of what Carol said, felt a little emotionally manipulative in that way that it was, like, you know, seize the day, because tomorrow you might be dead, to, to quote a, a, a favorite blonde of mine. <laughs> that's from That's from Buffy. That was her motto. See today, because tomorrow you might be dead. Well, um, Bert and Carol are right on that one. I mean, they are, and that's basically what their saying boils down to. But it, 
because you know Carol brings up Finn and Bert brings up that he had cancer and that Kurt's mom died and you kind of got to do all these things because tomorrow you might be dead and you know and so I know I remember especially when this aired a lot of people didn't like that because it felt like having and maybe some of what Walter says too early on that prompts Kurt to get back together with Blaine but between that scene you know, Bert and Carol and Clayne scene, and then this scene, it's like they were manipulated into getting married when, you know, they were manipulated into getting back together, and then they were manipulated into getting married. See, and sort of. we, don't get, we don't get anything in season six between Kurt and his dad prior to this. No. We don't really get very much at all. So, if you, it's very easy to put yourself in the shoes of Kurt Hummel, I mean, Bert Hummel, and take a look at what your son has been doing with his life since he broke out his engagement and see, okay, he's fine, but he's spinning his wheels. He's yeah. not really living the way he wants to be living. And, you know, Bert never said it was a, a bad idea. He only ever told Brain, Brain, Blaine, Blaine, that he could like, um, you know, he could chill out a little bit. Mind you, Blaine was in high school at the time, and um, not even dating Kurt at the time. Yeah, and it's it's this much later in the future. You know, Kurt's that much closer to graduating college, and and you know things are kind of working out okay. I think it's easier for Bert, who now has had a second, third whatever amount of medical scare they've lost Finn, you know, like a, a lot of stuff has happened. And I think Carol and Bert Farrell are on a particular emotional page that they're not necessarily wrong. There's a chance that maybe they're rushing them a little bit, but I mean, once Kurt and Blaine get their shit together, they know that this is the relationship they're going to want to be in. Even if it's hard. Even if, you know, maybe they don't have all their shit together. And sometimes they argue and fight before they eat pasta and dance around yeah. in their underwear. Um, but that's just and part of it. a lot of sex. Well, and I yes. think the other thing that, and I understand, like, the other thing that really kind of stands out to me is that, you know, you have to get in all these Bert and Carol moments and the Brittany and Santana and all that. It, it, it would have been nice, ha you know, if, Kurt and Blaine would have had like a conversation again, going back to the catalyst missing, like where they talk about, you know what, you know, they, they only have a few lines to each other in this entire freaking episode. And it's, it's not and half kind of, of them are their vows. Yeah. yeah. So like, they don't have they any don't privacy. Have, they don't have any privacy and they don't have any time to say, you know what, you know, we do have things we need to work on, but I still love you and we're going to do this together. And I'm choosing, instead they make it a cheesy cliffhanger. Instead they break it off to Russia, you know, and even though I do like the actual reunion scene itself, like they don't give Kurt and Blaine any time to really have a conversation together. And that's where I think it stumbles a bit. And because you're all, what all these people are saying and all of it, you know, are really things that Kurt and Blaine are thinking about themselves, but they don't get a chance to verbalize it because they have to get in all the curtain, uh, curtain, and God, I keep saying it wrong. Bert and Carol stuff and have to get in all the Brittany and Santana and have to give Sue something to do. Cause you're yeah. paying Jane Lynch a million dollars. Like there's just, too, there's too much happening in this episode. Also exactly. the cliffhanger is stupid. It is. It really there's is. No, I mean, nobody thinks that they're not going to get married. Especially and, when at this point, the only people who are watching are the fans. This, really? Like this is Clayne we're talking about. So 
if they went to commercial after saying, oh, yeah, let's get married, you think America wouldn't tune back in afterward? Like, you think we need the cliffhanger? Like, the cliffhanger where we all know what's going to happen. Or them saying, oh, yeah, let's do this after we transcell, you know, Pringles. Then yeah. people will still come back. It's it's just, it's... It's dumb. I don't know. It's it's, it's not a, It's not a natural break, and it's just weird. Yeah, I agree. I actually wonder if maybe, even though it's the end of an act, if they hadn't intended to go to commercial there. Because we already talked about at a place earlier where they were right after the reunion where they should have gone to commercial, and they didn't. Yeah. I think it's, no, I think it was supposed to be, they wanted to be like, oh my god, what's Kurt going to say? And they keep doing, I mean, this is one of my issues with Glee in general. Just, they keep trying to be like, oh, you know, let's see if we can, like, Take out the audience for a second when they could have just go for regular storytelling and, and had an actual story. And it just frustrates me. But anyway, yeah. it's like, oh, my God, what might he say? Oh, we all know. All right. Well, and then so when they're filming them, you know, like coming down the aisle and stuff. So they filmed that several times because they couldn't decide how they wanted the audience to act. Mm. Yeah. Well, and the, like, okay, so we're moving on. Act yeah, let's four. move on. We got a lot to um, do. <laughs> so, um, there really yeah, is there's a much... whole section of vows that got cut. We we got yeah, yeah, we got it. We, we got it. We got a lot to do. Okay, so there's a lot of stuff. Uh, th- basically, the at last stuff doesn't really change all that much. Um, Bert's speech, however, does. And let me read. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm going to read what was cut. Especially, I think this is where the one line where I yeah, I, oh, I didn't tell you, Snarky. I yelled at my cat. Um, about something. <laughs> and so um, uh, the very first part of it is all pretty much the same, but this is where it starts to change. Um, it's stupid. Okay. So when he's talking about having to cross the line about uh, to do this uh, wedding, it's stupid and it sucks and history will judge those opposed to it. That said four years ago, you could drive to every state in this country and still not find a place where this was legal. Yes. Today we have to drive to Indiana, but at least the road exists and that road is getting shorter and shorter every day. I don't want to make this whole thing about gay marriage, but for Pete's sake, it's a double gay wedding, and it's kind of the giant pink elephant in the room. Um, and Brittany looks around, really excited about a pink elephant, and Santana's like, no, not really. And then continued, cut Bert lines. I want to speak on behalf of all of us old people, the fathers and mothers and grandparents who saw the world as separated into normal and everybody else. The ones who five years ago or uh, five days ago, who just didn't understand what anyone who could, why anyone would choose to be gay. Those of us who thought we owned uh, love and fa- those of us who thought we owned love and commitment and family. Then it goes into Bert saying thank you, and I'll talk about the last bit in a second. Um, so this is kind of uh, basically being extremely anvil hitting about what they're already tr- being anvil hitting in this episode. I wonder if they were also supposed to cut to Santana's grandmother here. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Of because course. that whole five days ago thing, I feel like we were supposed to have a close-up on her grandmother because she was the one who five days ago wasn't coming to the wedding. Yeah. But that I also sounds think like it's... something they would do. Yeah. It's also Subtle. about, like, being so... And, like, we're already trying to shove this double gay wedding in your face. We're going to be completely explicit. And you're literally talking to the audience at this point. In case and you I, weren't I feel... concussed enough, here, let me hit you with this hammer. 
and that's why one of my, like I said, one of my, I said earlier, Snarky, that one of my issues with the, while I'm totally 100% for gay rights and want, I just think the story needs to happen organically and having an entire episode dedicated to it and everything re- revolving around gay rights, it, it, it just cheapens the organic story that they're trying to tell with all of these characters uh, because you're always having to go back and make your point. Um, yeah, I see it. So, I mean, I see, the point. I see the point in making the point, but there's too much happening in this episode already. Yeah. Um, and Bert is a man of few words, and he should be able to say this in two sentences, not three paragraphs. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's, out, part, of, it's though, out of character for him to wax on and on about it. This The thing that gets me is that the part that really matters, this last part that was cut, this is what I yelled at my cat about I, when I read this. He says to Kurt. Oh, and when I will, cry? Yeah. When you, and if you will indulge me on a personal note, Kurt, I love you. Your mom would be so happy right now. <sighs> Why would you cut that? That is a personal, a organic moment between a father and his son, which says everything in those, those other 10 paragraphs he was trying mm. to say. That's all yeah. you need. That's and, all yelled the cat. <laughs> she was. She was. What did I do? <laughs> yeah, quiz was like, "Why are you yelling at me?" I felt so bad for her. But anyway, so that okay, guys. Just as an FYI, that is a character moment, and if you put that in there, that says everything that your characters need to say, and you show your audience everything that we, I think Bert didn't need to say all the other crap because he had this little moment. Oh, you just failed, Glee. You failed. Sorry. <laughs> That's my two cents on that. So, before we get into the <sighs> vows thing, mm-hmm. I will tell you that the bulk of these were cut because some of the it's actors not couldn't remember as, them. Well, it's not as much as you think. It really isn't. Once um, they get to the part about... The roll with me stuff. It's the, the rolling away with me. The Chelsea <laughs> receipt stuff. None of them could get that straight. And they kept screwing it up. So, finally, they just cut it. Well, let's let's read through it, guys. Okay, okay. let's do it. All right. Well, what, okay, so one of us pretty late anyway. Okay. Um. Um. Oh, you know I'm what? Then sorry. we'll just let's just cut. Uh, well, let's just read this stuff. Okay. First of all, the first thing that was cut. We'll just read the stuff that's cut. Um. Kurt says at the beginning, "I'll go first. I wrote my vows the first time we were supposed to get married and memorize them." Which I some people liked that that was cut. I was a little like, oh, that's kind of a nice way to show that Kurt was still connected, but that's just me. Yeah, I do kind of like that. Me too. It sounds uh, it's a very Kurt thing to do. Too. All right, so we'll read the part that was cut, which again, I don't think it's that much. Um, and Snarky, go ahead and be Kurt. Um, I'll be Brittany and Santana. And wait, and where am I Kitty. starting? Page twenty-eight, the last line where it's the. But it's like it's in that Shel Silverstein oh. book. And okay. then you showed up? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you showed up. If you had told me when we first met that if I chose to fall in love with you, it was going to be hell before it got to heaven. Blaine, you lied. <laughs> that there Blaine. would be anger and pain. <laughs> Breakups and the burn of seeing you with other people. Moments when it seemed like it was really over. Even if you had told me it might never work out. That there was a chance all of that work and struggle would amount to nothing but heartache. I would have said yes. A thousand times yes. I would have suffered it all just for the tiny chance that I would be when I would one day stand up here marrying you. I'm a work in progress. I am a work in progress. I am a work in progress. I am a work in progress. 
But it's like the Shel Silverstein. That name is hard enough. Whew. Yeah. But it's like the Shel Silverstein book. The missing piece meets the big O. Oh, yeah. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. The missing piece keeps looking for that piece it can fit into so it can feel complete. Wanky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't say that. Sorry, that was hit, Hannah. She doesn't say a lot of this, but whatever. But he soon realizes he doesn't need another piece to complete it. She's fine, just as she is. She's just looking for another whole piece to roll away with. Roll away with me, Blaine. Roll away with me, Kurt. Roll away with me, Brett. Roll away with me, Santana. You don't ask me to step out of the shadows. You help me rip apart whatever is blocking the sun. It's time for all of us to walk in the sunshine together, forever. Would you do that with me? I do. I do, I do. Okay, so that last little bit sounds like he's trying to get them all to join his cult. What I don't like about it is that Kurt's vows are the only vows that are specific to him. Yeah. And, I don't, well, and, it, and Santana like there's a line seems wrong says, across the board. Oh my god, I've been bullied. Brittany what the hell is Santana like, ever been bullied? Well, she has been, but that's not she doesn't live in that world all the time. No, no, um, not the way the other of them do. I mean, Brittany has a little bit of some of this truth in here, but Blaine's is non-existent. Yeah, Blaine. Yeah, it's they like cut they just, like almost all of his lines. And then well, he doesn't got this handy. reading time with yeah. the shells. <laughs> like, I can see why they, when they, you know, they, I guess they, yeah. they really started cracking up when they said "roll away with me." They couldn't yeah, get they, that, but like couldn't keep straight faces. They kept screwing up the dialogue, and finally, I think it was just so many times that they couldn't do it. They just said "screw it." But the thing is, like, I also I mean, don't even, even like, what aired. I don't think the Britannia vows are very good. I don't think, except for Kurtz. I don't think the whole no. sequence works at all because it all. I think that what what aired with Blaine with the I honestly thought I could never found love. I thought that was really that resonated for him. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but it's. I think it also strips away. You know, to try and shove the sequence, they're trying to do it as fast as they can, so they'll just split it between the four of them. But it's like you're you're stripping away what's you know what is special about Clayne is not about special about Britannia, and what's special about Britannia is not about Clayne, and you're yeah. you know getting rid of what makes these couples special and ha- letting them have a moment between each other. Um, Sorry, they're all have... gay. This is how you do the gay wedding vows. You get this one Apparently. template. Exactly. And everyone's and, the same. Well, and and so this is what we were kind of talking about earlier a little bit, where it's like they each get shortchanged in this episode for different reasons. But this uh-huh. is one scene where they both get shortchanged for those reasons at the same time. Because yeah. Satan and Brittany, their vows are not great. And they don't really get good, you know, any really detailed vows and then, which they should have, because they which they should have because planned. it's their wedding. <laughs> oh, we talked about like they were trying yeah. on dresses the day before wedding, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. And then Kurt and Blaine, okay, yeah, they're sort of unintentionally crashing this wedding in a sense, but and they were invited, so they should have a moment. But the vows are literally all Kurt, 
and just a little bit of everybody else. Well, and let me just, okay, let me throw this out. This is going to sound really, really weird, but okay. So everybody knows I'm super into X-Men comic books and, um, they had a couple that were getting married, um, which was Kitty Pride and Colossus and they were getting married and they had this whole lead up to it. Kind of like Brittany and Santana. And can I interrupt the, for something off topic? Is Colossus the one that's made out of metal? Yes. Okay, thanks. That's all I needed. Okay. No, it's okay. And then at the last minute, they decide to call off their wedding, which I know is different than this. But then Rogue and Gambit step in and they get married. And in two pages, they kind of, you know, like are able to have this really sweet couple of moments with each other. And like they were able to take these two couples, give them each like moments, even like, like I said, it's a 22 page comic. It's not like, I think it might've been 30, but like they were able to, to take these two things, do them both justice, do both of these stories justice, give, you know, this other couple, just a few minutes, like to actually get married. And I mean, it'll follow up later on, which is a whole nother issue, but like it was a story like this, that was done right where you could, you know, highlight a lot of different characters, a lot of different storylines and whatever. And it was written very beautifully where like, I just, every time I come back to this episode, it just feels more and more like a mess. So that's just my two cents. Yes. And we're halfway through. Yes. Jesus. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. That's okay. So, um, moving through, um, well, a lot of this is going to go fast cause a lot of it's now we're now into yeah. the music. So now we're party episode. Um, and there is a little bit of Pierce's, oh God, that, oh, that's the other thing. He, they cut out that Kurt line. They added in all of the jokes about my husband was in the bathroom. I'm like, what? did she really need to have say, uh, whatever. Anyway. Um, no, they Pierce just has, wanted to use her more because they had her. Yeah. There's a Pierce line that was caught, um, in his stupid, I think his whole speech was stupid and should have been caught, but, um, Can he says, I Brittany. interrupt and say, okay, I was reading this and I went. Britney's parents are named Whitney and Pierce. Did we yes. know this before this? Yes. No. They said that. Oh yeah, they did. In the in um the um That just tells you how, how much I paid attention to that when it was originally that, airing, but I went the, Is it the one where she proposes or something? The no, episode six. What the what is The one where her grandmother finds out they're getting yeah, married. Yeah, what the world needs now. I mean I, oh, I don't okay. oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, I'm, but I yeah. just was reading this and going, her parents are Whitney S. Pierce and Pierce Pierce. Yes. But, okay. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I don't sure. ask questions anymore. Okay. He says, Brittany, Santana, Kurt, Blaine, I just wanted to say happy birthday to you, all four of you. This is such an amazing party, and what a crazy coincidence that all four of you were born on exactly the same day. Why? Why is that a thing that he needed to talk about for at well, and the thing is, is what they ad-libbed, or what he ad-libbed in, was not any better. Well, I mean, the rest of it is actually verbatim. He says all the, I mean, it didn't ad-lib I think anything. this makes total sense for I thought Brittany's he dad to say. I don't remember. It's just, there's only so much time. Yeah. There's only so much time in this episode. Like, why are we wasting time on this when we could have been doing other things? But anyway. Um, because and, they had the guest actor, and they have to make him worth the money they paid for him. So we get into <laughs> the the Heya stuff, which is totally meta because that's the Naya and um, Heather's shipper name. Which, mm-hmm. ha ha, funny guys, that's really hilarious. Um, the only thing I wanted to what the hell? Artie gives major attitude as he completely embodies Andre three thousand. What the hell was that? Sure, 
Okay. Anyway, <laughs> doesn't matter. So I'm kind of skimming. There's not really anything even in the stage directions I want to point out, but they, you know, yeah. All right. So the part, I'm skipping to page 33. Um, I do want to do this because this is the stuff with all the moms. And now they switched it. They actually put the already, sorry, the Tina Mike proposal in between the two songs. Originally in the script, it was songs back to back. And I kind of wanted to read the stuff with the moms because it does shed some light on uh, Mrs. Anderson. And I think that's kind of worth going into. So, okay. Um, okay so we're going to. Oh, RB is do... not going to be here for the moment where she can be unjustly rageful. Oh, or justly, true. or justly no. rageful. We'll, we'll have to be on her behalf. We can so just have her record it and splice it in later. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, so there's, um, we've got Maribel, Whitney, Carol, and Pam Anderson. Like, mm-hmm. who would like to be who? Uh, I'll do Blaine's mom. I call Blaine's mom. Can I be Carol? Yes. I shall be the other two. Okay. Katie, oh, I should start now. <laughs> Are am, I doing, am I still doing stage directions? Sure. Okay, and all the way down at the bottom of page 33 where it says interior barn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interior barn. Moments later. Whitney S. Pierce steps into the spotlight with Marable, Carol, and Blaine's mom, Pam Anderson. The oh, ladies. Wait, wait, wait. Lo- I need to interject. I need to interject and just say one thing because I actually hate the fact that her name is Pam Anderson. And the reason is because, okay, as everyone knows, my name is Pam. And do you know who the only famous Pam in whoever, except for until Pam the Anderson. office came along, was Pam Anderson. And it pisses me off. It's such a lame joke. Get a new joke. I, I mean, I do like that her name is Pam, but really, seriously. Anyway, go ahead. Well, at least it wasn't Anderson Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, okay. The ladies adjust long gloves that coordinate with their matching dresses. There's a little competition for Alpha Mom between Maribel and Whitney. Again, nothing huge, just uh uh-oh. The party's on fire. Hi, gang. We're the moms. I'm Brittany's mom, Whitney. I'm Santana's proud mommy, Maribel. (laughs) And I'm Brittany's mom, Whitney. Wait. Yes, oh, that's right. Nice. That is right. That makes. I thought I was confused. No, she's just dumb. I am. I'm Pam Blaine's mom. It's true, and it, I know it's true. And it's been so nice meeting everybody. I'm usually out of town. Mary Kay Cosmetics don't sell themselves. Oh, and Blaine's brother Cooper sends his love. He couldn't make it out last minute because he has a callback for the guest spot on the Thunderman. The Thundermans. What the hell is a Thundermans? I, is the Thundermans. Anyway. It was a show on Nick Jr. about a family of superheroes. Oh, good I for him. I thought it was like Thunder he was from into Down that Under. Show for a while. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Carol, feeling no pain, lifts up a glass of Chardonnay. And you know me! Woo! Hey, if anyone finds the silver clutch purse, it's mine. Anyway, you're probably wondering why we're wearing these fancy matching dresses. <laughs> we're quadruplets. Oh, Carol, actually, we ripped up a little number for you all. Which is what? Which was my suggestion. Fun. And my song choice. And in the spirit of new directions, we literally learned it this morning. <laughs> okay, that's funny. 
And oh my god. And to help out, we've invited some very special guests reuniting once again, Trouble Tones. And then there's really not anything to get into this song. But uh, the important thing that is missing is this whole thing where this is Blaine's mom. She works at Carrie uh, and Mary Kay she Cosmetics. Mary not- Kay, which has to do with the actress. That's a that's a poke at the actress. She did something for Mary Kay. I can't remember what now off the top of my head, but it was a thing at the time. You're almost like a fountain of random trivia. Like, I'm just always in awe of what you know. <laughs> Gina Gershon was the actress, by the way. Um, yes, I am a little she sad. She did something that, with Mary Kay, but I don't I mean, remember what. At least you can fake it and say, oh, she's here to give the makeup to the girls, and it at least makes more sense than her randomly, randomly being there. Um, well, we but, can, yeah, because then otherwise you're like, well, did, did, who, did they invite her knowing that they were going to talk Kurt and Blaine into getting married? I mean, sure, but like that's the I mean, only thing that knows, even makes If she any knows her son at all, and Brittany called and said, "Look, we're having a wedding, and I plan to see if Blaine and Kurt want to get wedding, want to get married at this wedding too." Pam Anderson would be like, eh, "I should probably go because I know my son, and, <laughs> and he'll, he'll say just, yes. He'll say yes." <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, um, so that's. Uh, it's still kind of sad because Blaine and, and even in the script, Blaine and his mom ha- have no interactions other than some uh, like little cutesy things within the stage directions of the songs. They have no interaction. And, and hey, no, yeah, they, or it's, no, is it this song where they kind of dance a little or something? Yeah. And, and maybe they, they just, don't interact that much in real life. No, remember, but still, he honestly thought he would never find love. Oh my God. It's, <laughs> <laughs> the fact, though, that you you get this guest star on here to be a character's parent, and it's essentially, you know, hey, well, we haven't done Blaine's mom. People have been wanting it. Let's just put randomly get Gina Gershon on the phone and get her over here and do it. Yeah, it, it would have been better for her for his mom not to be there. The only yeah. thing funny is when she's dancing with Puck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was funny, random, and that's also, not worth it. Also, I really needed them to leave in the "we literally learned it this morning" line. Uh, because that that makes me laugh, and it explains, <laughs> and it explains why a they, lot. why they have this perfectly choreographed number when yeah. they've all never even met each other before today. Yes. But they have this well, number prepared, which is maybe why Carol was trying to sell it so hard earlier in the script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's True. like, "Look, I had to do this thing." <laughs> but I think here's another instance. You know what? It explains why Carol's is pretty much drunk throughout the entire wedding. That, yes, she really is. Um, the the other thing though is that here's another thing. I mean, I know they're like, oh, you know, we only have three songs. Maybe we should shove another one in here. Let's have the moms do it. Other than again, you could have done some something with character. But the show. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Um. I'm scrolling so get, and they're still singing. Jesus. Yeah, 35A is where I'm at. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, because I, I jumped ahead. And a lot of this Tina Mike stuff is actually cut. So if you guys don't mind, let's read this one in. Let's see. I'm just trying to see how. Um, yeah, most of it I is cut. Mike. I'll be Tina. And those are I'll like read those so. kick-ass stitches. All right. So if you want to start um, on 35 where it says internal, in, interior bridal, bridal dressing, dressing room. room. Yeah. Interior, bridal dressing room. Later. Mike heads out of the bathroom to find Tina. She tries to hide her nervousness. Hey, Tina. What a great day, huh? The best. Promise me you're not leaving until we get at least one dance. Of course. 
Mike starts to exit. Mike, wait. Do you have a second? I need to ask you something. Yeah, why? Something wrong? No, everything's great. It's just, maybe sit down a second. Just... Tina locks the door, then turns back to Mike. Her words Wait, are they in out. the bathroom? No, they're in the bridal dressing room. They're in the bridal oh, dressing okay. room. Also, <laughs> can I say, why is she locking the door? So he can't get out. Because she thinks it's, she's going to get lucky after trash. this proposal. <laughs> Mike, okay. there isn't a day that goes by where I don't think of you. I thought being away from you these last couple of years would make me forget the love we had together. But it's just made me love you even more. I want to spend every day of my life with you. I want to see the face. I want to see your face the moment I wake up in the morning and right before I shut you shut my eyes at night. I want to hold you in my arms every. Why the hell is she getting all of this? Wait, I mean, it's cut, but the curtain. Bl- <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. <sighs> I want to hold. Keep you it in going. My arms you got more. Day. I know. I want to have children with you and grow old with you. And I forgot half of what I was going to say. Tina suddenly kneels down, opens a ring box to reveal an engagement ring. Mike is dumbstruck. Is this really happening? Michael Robert Chang Jr., the 14th? No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Will you marry me? Off his book. I know you're freaked out right now. I would be too. And obviously you don't have to say right answer right away. We don't have to get married anytime soon. We can have both finish college first, but I love you so much. I love you too. But Tina, I can't marry you. I'm not ready for marriage to you or anyone. Tina's face flushes. She turns away as her emotions get the best of her. Oh my God. That was so stupid. I'm so stupid. What kind of idiot does this? You, but you're not an idiot. I think about you all the time too. And every time I do, I smile. It means everything to me that we have reconnected over the past year. I love how smart and funny and sexy you are. Yeah, I said sexy. I felt that way ever since that time when we made out at Asian camp. And I absolutely love how passionate you get about everything. You take on a cause and make it your life's mission, whether it's something silly like making a last-minute costume for Rachel or something life-changing, like giving me the courage to pursue my dreams instead of just doing what my dad wanted. When four of our best friends are getting married on the same day, it's only natural to want what they have. But we're so young. We've got our whole lives ahead of us. Who knows where we'll be in a year from now? There are millions of guys out there who would be lucky to have you. And maybe that guy is me, and I just don't know it yet. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I love you, Tina. And I thank God every day you're in my life. Mike reaches out and embraces Tina. Tina dries her tears. I would like to propose that we get out there and have our dance, though. A beep. She kisses him. A spark. They might not be getting married now, but that kiss was really nice. I accept your proposal. They both smile, head out to the <coughs> wedding, and act fun. They are going to oh. have sex after this after this wedding. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. Here's, here's my thing. Now, 90% of this is cut and on the cutting room floor. It really is bare bones of, you know, the gist of the scene that makes it a thing. But I'm still now a little mad that they have all of this lovely, flowery, loving language between these two jingle bats and Kurt and Blade have like five (laughs) lights together in this entire episode. That makes me mad. I'm actually a little bit pissed off right now. Okay. Watch out, Kat. (laughs) I mean, do you see what, am I crazy for like, no, you're not crazy. Although can I point out one other thing? 
the writer for this episode, as clunky as this episode is, at least you could tell he watched the damn show because he has yeah. called back so many things from previous seasons. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, earlier, Snarky, there was a scene where I guess they cut some lines where Brittany references Patches. Do you know who Patches is? Do you know who Patches is? A cat? No. no. Patches is the homeless guy. Oh, wait, no, yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it took He's me like three months. He's the homeless guy who parks at people. So, as I was asking, asking earlier, she's like, do you guys do who Patches is? And it, I was like, isn't he the homeless guy who barks at people? And she goes, yes, but how random is that? It's yeah. from season one. Well, they watched a lot of season one and two before they wrote this, clearly. Before, before uh, season six in general. Well, because, but, but, well, because there's this whole thing about making out at Asian camp and the thing about Mike's dad. And I'm like, well, at least he's being continuity. Yeah, but at the same time, I can give all of that back. Like, I don't need the callbacks if it's good character stuff. And again, this is like this whole, I realize this is the last thing Tina and Mark are going to do in the entire series. So I get that they kind of wanted to give them a plot line, but at the same time you have two weddings of major couples going on. Why are we wasting our time with this? But whatever. That's just my rant. I'm sorry to all of you, Mike, (laughs) Tina shippers out there. She never wins anything. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) So, all right, Act Six. Um, so yeah, this is um, they are okay. So it's it's the Curtin Blaine and Brittany and Santana song. Um, the only thing that's really cut is another. Uh, it's Kurt saying, um, so in honor of the 17 states where this wedding could not have taken place. Again, I think the fact that they're cutting lines that are like. Again, anvils on the head about the gay rights stuff. Yeah, um, too much, guys. But for the most part, also, again, this is it's so funny to read this now, and not like funny, haha, but funny, like because it's legal in all fifty states now. So mm-hmm. it's so weird that we. I've kind of like I don't know about other people because I can only speak from my own experiences. It's so normalized now for you know marriage equality and everything to be legal. That, yeah. uh, you know, you forget for a minute, when did this air? Five years, four years ago? Five it, years he, ago? it actually right. aired um, a few months before the Marriage Equality Act. Right, that's what yeah. I thought. And yeah. so, okay, I knew it was really, like, they happened really close together. Yeah. And so for, you know, for the to go back and read the script and go, dang. It's really kind of jarring a little bit. But, the, I mean, that's just for me. I don't know if everybody feels that way. But I was like, oh, yeah, they had to go to Indiana. I feel more like when I watched, I'm like, oh, right, that's right. But at the same time, this is, again, it doesn't age well because of that. I mean, it's like, you could have just normalized it in the first place and just had them get married. And you just, not, oh, yeah, by the way, we're doing this in Indiana. And then you moved on and you just normalized it. And we're doing it in Indiana I mean, this is, this is the barn where Brittany was born. Sure. I mean, this is a show that doesn't know how college works. So, I mean, they could have just yeah, gotten married I mean, in Ohio and we would have just gone with it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but they were making a statement here. But the, it's um, the other thing, and just on a personal, like a more personal Kurt and Blaine stuff, I'm a little sad they didn't get a first dance. Like, this is technically their first yeah, song together. As my, I was really, that's one of the things that I was really bummed about when I first saw it the first time. They didn't get a slow dance. And. 
So yeah, there's not really anything in here. There are there's a tiny exchange during the song, right after the song, um, where um, Gloria Stefan talks to Santana's grandmother. Um, and I'll just read this real quick. Um, she says, um, Maribel says, you know, we haven't always been seen to eye to eye, but I want you to know that coming here today, that was the greatest gift you could have given Mr. Santana that I could have hoped for. And then Alma says, I don't entirely understand it, but the world has changed. The only that, the, the only that, the only that doesn't That's change. That's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading God, it, now they're all I think, yeah. words all together. The only thing that doesn't change is that I love Santana and I love you. And then Maribel says, and that the Lopez women are are tough as hell to so look out. And again, they did that in a little bit of a look and a little bit of a you know hand holding section. That again, you could totally cut that down with a lot of these other beats that they could have done, but they didn't do that. So, um, skipping ahead, there is some. I don't really want to spend too much time on this. This is already Tina's scene. Let's just skip it. <laughs> yeah, there's some. There is some stuff. I'll let's see. How much is it? I'll read the little bits that are cut so people can know. Um, Artie says a little bit farther down after um, Tina is talking about how she's jealous of her friends. Artie says, "I think I, I think I'm just a little bit more of a realist. I mean, it was pretty serious long shot. Like Michael Bachman for president." Oh God, no! Michelle Bachman for president. People were looking at you like being, looking at you and being like, "That Tina be cray cray." And then Tina says, "I just wanted so badly to see Mike and just fall back in love again, like something out of a movie. It's really hard being single. I haven't dated anyone in so long. The guys at Brown are such hardcore feminists that dating them is like going out with a very hairy girl. Are you? Oh God, God. Tina. I'm glad That's that they horrible. cut that. I'm glad they cut that too. Doesn't she only date gay guys? Yeah, apparently, and Artie, and Artie. Um, again, farther down, um, they were talking about you know why they broke up, and then Tina says, "I'm sure I'll be fine alone, living alone forever. I can jump from love affair to love affair, be cool and eccentric, maybe raise crows and make my own line of artisanal breads. Then when I'm 43, I'll adopt from Africa. Not a bad life. Oh, that's not good either." Yeah. Um, the the other thing, this thing, I don't like there, and if you don't notice it so much in the actual scene, because Tina and Artie are actually kind of cute together. This whole thing about being alone, um, and then Artie's like, no one loves being alone. I'm going to tell you something right now. I love being alone. Oh my god, like I have so much freedom. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not the world's worst thing. It really needs to get. And your life is not. I'm going to say this right now. Anybody that's listening, if you have not met your soulmate by the age 21. That's fine. Most people don't. Don't worry about it. If you haven't it. met them by the age of 30, don't worry about it. If you don't, if you go your holy life and just be on your own, that's fine. You're not worthless. Uh, okay. So, um, and then the only other thing is cut because it was referenced to the roll with me thing. Tina says at the very end, stealing from Kurt's wedding vows. Here's to always having someone amazing to roll with. And and she says the last part of it. Here's something. Here's to always having someone amazing to roll with. And Artie says, as we know, no one rolls better than me, which is That's kind of funny. Cute, That's cute. Yeah. So, all right, we're up to our last scene, guys. Oh my gosh. Um, the first bit of this is cut. Uh, Kurt says, you know, they all enter, and Kurt says, "Let me guess. You guys received a mysterious summons." To the auditorium too. Ours was addressed with Andrew Hummels. And then Santana says, 
So she called us the low pierces. Who knows? Maybe we finally graduated beyond our shipper names. Thank God. Why? Glee. I mean, it's bad enough that they did the whole OTP thing. I mean, that was cringy And explained it. And explained (laughs) it. Like, I like how (laughs) St. Hannah's like, unless you're basic and you don't know. (laughs) Right? Well, they had to explain it for the general audience. You know, all five of them that were left. Yeah, exactly. Oh. For um, so-and-so's so, grandmother that might have been watching. Yeah, who didn't care? Um, right. Then Sue has some cut stuff after Sue, she says... Well, uh, I was going to say, did she really say my autistically feisty low pierces? She did. She did mm-hmm. say that. That isn't there. Oh. But after that is not. It says, if there was one final wish I could enforce upon your futures, it would be that you would all move into a saucy little duplex in the West Lima and start surrogating each other's Gattaca babies. I think that has a real spinoff potential. I'd watch that. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, I apparently have no standards. And then Sue says, um, this is not cut with Brittany's a little bit after it is. Um, it's Sue says, it's hard after all these years not to see you as your own kids. And Brittany says, but we don't have Down syndrome. Ugh. And then Sue says, Santana, when you said I wasn't capable of a selfless act, you were right. So here's a selfish one designed to make Amy a happy woman. And then she goes into the, the honeymoon things, which is kind of lame. Um, I do like that. She canceled their honeymoon though. Yeah. I I mean, that's a little different. I mean, it's, it's, it's worded a little differently. And, and, and actually Chris and Jay Lynch are better comedians and are able to like actually make it flow a little better. Um, And then the ability to deliver that, it's more not what they said it's how they delivered it like Mm -hmm. oh we already booked the honeymoon and she's like yeah i had that um yeah but i canceled that honeymoon um and then and jane lynch adlibs a little bit more um she tells them to love live love and prosper and then the whole lesbians she's like can't get enough those lesbians um so there's a little (laughs) bit jane lynch is a true comedian and a great actress and can really take some shit and make it really pretty good so um and then that's pretty much it um the ending is the same other than like they're supposed to actually all hug each other at the very end and i actually like the better that they're kind of hand in hand walking out because that's not yeah a, that's a better. Better. yeah so. well given how reluctant britney aired that britney but that santana was like oh wait what wait we all have a, the same anniversary now what we're, we're not spending it all together yeah. and then uh yeah, I just think it's more fun for them to be teasing each other and walking on the way out as couples than, like, group hugging. Yeah. So, that's the wedding script. Um, and scene. And scene. I, I just, it's kind of funny, because, I mean, when I was watching through the, the video today, and I'm doing this, and there's a lot of it, I'm like, you know, my first instinct that this should have been a double episode is was right there's a lot of stuff that they cut a lot of good stuff that they cut and then i'm like you know this 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 just no matter the script or the episode itself it was just an awkward awkward episode in general and it just i mean and at the same time i think that no matter how hard they did it or what they did i don't know if it ever would have met the expectations that we would have wanted anyway so i feel like it's just a perfect metaphor for what the show was yeah, uh-huh. and also I, mean, I think yeah. at the time, like when you take a look at what that script was with its six edits, um, yeah. 
<laughs> like well, to take the to others... take the the meat that they had and try and pare it down into one episode, you were gonna make choices that weren't gonna resonate emotionally for people. I mean, you just mm-hmm. were gonna do that. Well, the other thing that I remember about when this aired was that people who were spoiled going into it hated it. They were upset with it. They didn't like it. People who went into it without knowing a whole lot of spoilers other than, yeah, Kurt and Blaine will probably be getting married because that spoiler was out whether you wanted to know or not. Yeah. Um, as one who lives mostly spoiler-free, even I knew that, and I tried not to know anything. <laughs> um, so... Is the people who went into it spoiler free actually liked the episode a lot more than the people who knew what was going to happen ahead of time? See, yeah, I, you're totally right. I remember that. For the most part, I agree. Um, I, I I feel like I was a little bit of the exception. I was so mad about episode seven that episode eight was fine. Um, but why were you mad more, about episode seven? Because it didn't. Well, what I was waiting for was this catalyst for Kurt to go back to blood. Lane. We never got. It. I thought it was going to happen at the end of season or at the end of episode seven, and it didn't happen. So I was annoyed oh, at that, okay. and I was spoiled. So I knew they were going to get married. So I'm like, okay, I guess we're not getting that. And so I was just annoyed in between there, um, <laughs> so that the wedding episode didn't bother me so much. But the more I go back to it, and I think, you know, the more I'm just like, I, I just, you know, Kurt and Blaine had such a wonderful story for the season that the fact that the ending is not as great as it could have been is. Okay, fine. We'll just, you know, that's just the way Glee is. Glee does, Glee is really weird. It does middles well, but it doesn't really do necessarily beginnings and endings very well. Um, so, um, it, you know, it is what it is. And, and and I think, I guess, another thing that frustrated people so much is that this is the end of the Clane story. I mean, yeah, it's also the end of Britannia too, but, I mean, we get the finale. That's the only other stuff we really get. And it, it just... As everything, I mean, it just leaves a little bit left wanting, you know, a, a lot to be wanted more. So, yeah, it's not as good as the rest of the arc. It's just not, yeah. which is too bad. But you know, but it is. I mean, then, it's been then fandom does its job and everything's fine. Yeah, it's been five years. <laughs> well, it is worth. The thing is, is that you could tell that they actually put effort into some things in here. I mean, mm-hmm. like like we said, there's some deep cuts. But I, that effort is like misplaced effort. It's like the things that should have been put forward and really been made central. If the wedding is going to be the A plot, then it needs to be the A plot. And if the, you know, and that means Santana and Brittany really need to be the A plot. And I really felt like they weren't necessarily. They weren't. Yeah. And then Blaine really felt like they needed to be the B plot. And while I think that they were, it was. <laughs> It was done yeah. in such a way that it was. Um, it was. It was like, also not satisfying. No, it just it wasn't. wasn't. And I, I, I mean, I can't think of how I want to say what I want to say. None of the. I mean, across the board, Brittany and Santana fans weren't happy. Clay fans weren't really happy. Yeah, you we know, you compromised. We, you know, they compromised for the sake of wanting to just spread the message of gay marriage good, which is a, a great message to you know put out there. But uh, you know, I guess at the end of the day, how many times can we say you know like? I think I don't know. My, maybe they thought maybe these. Maybe the people, the showrunners, didn't think that gay marriage was going to be so successful so quickly. 
Maybe. No, I'm sure they weren't. I think that's part of it. Plus, it has yeah. always been a big sticking point with them to put it across this message. Like, we have the opportunity to have both of these couples get married. Um, let's make it a big deal about this particular sticking point. But it's always been yeah. a huge point ever since Blaine decided he wanted to get married. The All of Clean's marriage stuff, while I know that we've talked much about, it, yes, this is a direction organically for Kurt and Blaine to go in. I feel like the marriage stuff has always had this, like, well, let's push the gay marriage subject Mm -hmm. along with it. And less about, you know, should these teenagers, young adults actually be getting married at this point? Mm -hmm. Well, the other thing is, is that, you know, because of Corey and everything, Kurt and Blaine became the unintentional A couple after that, you know, because it always used to be Finn and Rachel, and then it was Kurt and Blaine, and then it was Santana and Brittany. It was like your big main couples. So because Kurt and Blaine kind of become the unintentional A couple in that sense, their wedding should have been a bigger deal, especially after the, you know, the insane proposal that they had. And so they sort of get shoehorned in at the last minute. Well, you know what I wonder? Do you know what I wonder? Mm. Honest to God, I think this is the original plan. Kurt and Lane were going to get married. Mm. Maybe even after a breakup. I mean, they might have still... I would still think they were going to break them up twice. They got married. Well, I don't know about two breakups, but I know the original breakup was definitely meant to happen. Well, yeah, no. At the end of season four, the lesbians say, you know, we broke up twice, we got back together twice. And after that, I was convinced that... That's true. But I think that they should, I think that Britannia wasn't going to be a thing. I think it was Kurt and Blaine were going to get married and Finchel was going to hook back up at the wedding. Yeah. Because I I think that that storyline. Or maybe get married at the wedding is like a sudden, like we're going to get married too. I don't think they would have crashed it. I think that the last, no, because the the end of the series was going to be Leah Michelle coming back or Rachel coming back to Finn and saying I'm here. Yeah. So, In which case, the cliffhanger true. of, gosh, do you want to get married, would have made sense. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, they're like, let's redo what our original plan was. We'll shove, you know, Kurt and Blaine in the Finchel role, and then we'll make this all about gay marriage. It was, it, you know, and it's about fine. That I, I missed that part. <laughs> 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 it's fine, it the way. Subtle, but it's in there. So. I, I yeah they they I think that they were kind of like uh, while I don't think season six is as bad or at all bad uh, the way people think it is I do think that they were tired I think that they just kind of wanted to wrap things up the way they wanted to wrap things up and then be done well, with it and, yeah. and the other thing is is that things that they had planned for season six were planned when they were going to have twenty two episodes and that and and season started. Well, there's that too, but I mean, they were told between during hiatus. No, you're only getting thirteen. Okay, well, no, actually, I'm going to leave the two of you to continue to say some more things because now I have to oh, go. Yeah. No, that's okay. Perhaps I was going to wrap it up. Will return. Yeah, oh, okay. no, 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 no. I'm going to wrap it up. Myself, actually, so, so okay. Right, so yeah. I'm going to wrap it up well, right I've now. Preemptively and say, made everything happen. <laughs> that's good. Well, I was. Um, we I were getting I, there. We were getting there. <laughs> I, I was going to say, uh, thank you guys for coming and talking about it. And if you haven't listened to the regular wedding episode, that was, even though we haven't talked about it at first, it will air first. And um, thank you, Snarky, for coming in and, and filling in for RB. And thank you, you know, Katie, for joining in. You know, I like to pinch in. it when I can. And yeah. I'm just going to point out, this needs more Cooper. It, it Yeah. Everything needs more. There we go. So and on that note. I am putting reading stage directions on my resume because <laughs> I kick ass at it. Interior night, uh, clean boning. And 
my God. <laughs> and Things on that are note, missing from the episode. Oh, on that oh, note. Man. Oh, no. That's what our locker room was. God damn it. Um, all right. We're going to end scene <laughs> there. <laughs> the omitted locker room. Episode. <laughs> and uh, I'll see you guys next Sunday. Have a great night. But it's too late, baby, now it's too late Once in your life you'll find her Someone who turns your heart around It's good to know that you've got a friend When people can be so cold Don't be alarmed if I fall Head over feet I know things were bad but now they're okay Only me or my You're the apple of my eye Girl, I never loved one like you Found you hiding here So won't you take my hand, darling There's nothing that can stop you From becoming popular Lar And